Hey guys, it's Ramon here. Um, before we start the episode, I just wanted to sort of take a second to first apologize because it's been a lot longer than I anticipated between my first upload of the year and this one, which is already three and a half months in. It's way, way longer than I expected, and that's on me. I fucked up. I mean, there's been some personal stuff um, going on at where I live, and there's been sort of global catastrophes that have been going on, but you know, I, I still feel really bad because I wanted to edit this and, you know, I know a lot of people love the show and, you know, said it brings them a lot of relief or whatever. So I, it's on me. I fucked up, but, uh, I also just wanted to take a second to say that, uh, you know, I know a lot of people are probably like me, um, how do I put this? <laughs> um, you know, with everything going on in Russia, Ukraine, that whole fucking region, um, I just wanted to send love and peace to all of our listeners over there, which we have like quite a bit. You know, early on, we had on our boy Gleb Melnikov. On the show, we've had him on twice. He's the only like return guest, and he's a great dude. And you know, we know a few other comic artists, and you know, we have listeners in that area. We used to joke that we were the number one English-speaking comics podcast in Russia because we had so many Saint Petersburg listeners. And you know, it's it's been really really tough for me personally dealing with the fact that I know how much suffering that's going on over there and know, you know, now that I'm fortunate that I have sort of this perspective of what's going on via my friends that are, you know, luckily I'm able to talk to through like VPNs and shit. And, you know, they're all pretty sophisticated about that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, just feeling just extreme anxiety. Like it's been hard for me to focus on my, like, actual work and like drawing these fucking comic books when I know that there are just so much death going on. And, you know, it's not, a, it's not a great excuse. You know, it's hard for me to tell my editor, Hey, sorry, I didn't finish pages because I've been sad about war. You know, that's never stopped. And, you know, part of the thing that really gets me twisted up is just knowing that like my position in the world has sort of affected this in ways like you know being a being a u.s citizen being part of the west knowing that just my existence just having this privilege of knowing that this stuff will rarely ever affect me and the way i live is directly responsible for suffering going on in South America, in Africa, in, you know, the entire Middle East, in Asia, just all over the world, globally. Um, and feeling a lot of guilt, feeling a lot of shame about, you know, being able to just be sad about a war that is not going to affect me the way it's affecting people on a much more personal level. Um, it's, it's mentally a really fucking weird thing. And it, 
you know, this isn't the first time that I know I felt like this. I know during, you know, every sort of military conflict since I've been an adult, since, you know, 9-11, when I, I was 13 and I remember going to school and the entire day the teacher the teachers were just watching the news and it's just like all of the shit flooding in on you and you're just sort of as a kid trying to interpret what this is going to mean for my future or you know my my uncle who just signed up for the military or you know it's fuck it's fucking weird it's a weird place to be in and it's it's a weird thing to sort of comprehend and i just you know like I'm kind of rambling, but I just wanted to really express solidarity with the, my Slavic friends or, you know, I, I'm using that term very broadly, but all my friends in uh, Eastern Europe that are, you know, f- feeling this on a much more profound level and, you know, just everywhere, really. Like, it's it's just such a fucking bizarre situation to be in. And it's really, it really like genuinely took my mind off of where it should have been, which is focusing on making comics and this podcast and, you know, visiting my family, which I've not done. I've kind of just like been holed up in my room for like weeks now, like staring at articles and watching news and just trying to process everything. And I think that it just it puts me back to where i was on 911 where all of this information is just flooding you and you're completely powerless and you know that in a lot of ways even though you're insignificant you're a big being part of this imperialist system you're creating all this suffering and even if you don't want it to be there you don't really have a fucking choice and it's, you know, like I said, it's guilt, it's shame. It's, uh, me being a whiny little bitch, but I do feel like I wanted to put this episode out because I remember at the end of an entire day of watching these fucking nine 11 footage like just fucking beamed into my skull. I remember my last period, seventh period, my teacher, uh, in my, you know, algebra, a class, like looked at us and saw that we were just like fucking kids that were like suddenly dead eyed. And like, we like just exhausted and weary that she was like, Oh fuck. You guys need to watch cartoons. Uh, you guys are done. Like you this is beyond me, much less like a bunch of 13 year olds. Uh, and then she put on cartoons. And then after that, I remember my friend joking about how we were going to like turn Afghanistan into glass and my stomach sank. But for those 30 minutes when we watched Doug, it just felt okay. So this isn't quite that we're not quite Doug funny, but, um, you know, I hope you enjoy this episode of Mexlantayo. Stop. I walk out here every night with hustle, loyalty, and respect on my sleeve. That is a credo I have adopted from the men and women who defend the freedom of this country. 
we have caught and compromised to a permanent end. Osama Bin. Oh, 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 one more thing. Rest in piss to Ed Piscor. You got your ass, bozo. Ratio, L plus ratio. episode of Mex Flintayo. It's I, of course, Mr. Comics, the co- the true outlaw of comics, uh, Ramon Villalobos. And with me, as always, uh, you know, they're calling him Take Him or Leave Him, <laughs> Daniel Irizarri. I got I got many names at this point. You do got a lot. I just don't remember them when I start the show. The only it, one I can remember is Take Him or Leave Him. Take Him or Leave Him is, is the one that sticks. Right now, I'm, I have a... We're going to have to modify my name today What's a little that? bit. Leave, take them, leave, take them or take them? No, I just mean, I just mean uh, during during the episode, uh, just calling me Dan might be a little bit difficult. I nev- I've literally never called you just Dan, though. All right. Because well, you always go by Daniel. It's so I'm true. I do like... go by Daniel. I've been thinking about, and like this is serious talk. We're talking seriously here. I've been okay. thinking about going by Dio again. And people Wait. who like know me from way back in the Tumblr days, Dio was actually like wh- the name I was most known for. So you were known. Uh, uh, the people who knew me, the people oh, right, who knew right, me, right. Like, what you were known for, not that you were actually known. Yeah, not that like, I was renowned broadly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I did get around because those are my initials, and but then everybody started comparing me to. Some character from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure? I don't even fucking know that shit. I've never watched it. And everybody would be like, oh shit, it's Dio from that. I would have thought, like, Holy Diver, Rainbow in the Dark Dio. That's the other Dio that I would get. And I haven't listened to any of that at all either. So, it's a mixed bag. Take him or leave him. How are you doing, Ramon? I'm doing pretty good. Um... I, you know, just woke up a little bit ago. We're recording this because we have a guest with us all the way. I want to I want to introduce Dan because I know he's just chomping at the bit. Yeah. But all the way from, I don't know, where, where do you live again? Scotland. All the way from Scotland. Mm. Very requested guest. Mm. Actually shunned at some points. Like we requested then if he was like, I don't want to hear from this motherfucker. This is a redemption arc. This is a redemption arc. We finally have on the show... <laughs> The original, like, co-host of this podcast, potentially, like, he, I wasn't going to say anything, but he shot off at the mouth, like, I'm doing this podcast, and then he quit it yeah. before it even started. Yeah, and then I wouldn't even go on as a guest. And I then rejected. He, and then he, he, well, you didn't, you didn't reject, you said you wanted to come on the show yeah. many times. Many times. You were booked many times. That's and right. And every time, yeah. you would come up with some yeah. lie of why you no, couldn't No, 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 look, look, can we just at least... <laughs> At least introduce me by name, 
before it's we start calling McDay. me a liar. Dan it's Dan McDade. Hello. Before we get into this, Dan's a liar. Dan the liar McDade. This is no fucking good for me. As you know, my career stands or falls on my good name. And if I go on this, if I go on this podcast, first of all. I knew that going on this podcast would basically fucking kill my career. I knew it was going to be terrible. I knew I would be baited into saying awful, unguarded things. And the whole time I'm worried about it. Like, my career's not worth that much, but it's worth a bit to me, you know? And now well, I'm on for... Look, I, I've got... No, hang on. Shut up, Ramon. Shut up. Right? <laughs> <laughs> this is I'm time. on. This is Dan's time. This is my moment, mate. <laughs> Go off, King. I'm on for three minutes. Three fucking minutes, and already I'm a liar. You're paying me as a liar. I mean, I was right. My, all my instincts all along were correct, but I feel we may have got off on a bad foot here. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, well, it's destroyed my I career. Didn't, I yeah, I, I believe called that. You a lie. It's made your career. You've gotten upwards of 20, 30 Twitter followers out of this. <laughs> That's true. That is right. And I see the kind of engagement you get. Uh, may I call you Dio? If, if, if I see the engagement you get, and it's you get you get like a handful of likes and retweets, and I don't think there's a whole to bunch of that. a whole bunch of people who think that it's okay to call me bald to my face, and they don't know me <laughs> on Twitter. I'll post a picture, and because of this podcast, it's all yeah. laughy jokes. Oh yeah, that's yeah. why. Laughy it's jokes about of, being bald. Yeah, it's not because yeah. of the baldness. It's no. a shame. It is a shame to be bald. I have to say. Before that this, just... before this, everybody would be like, "Wow." A, a beautiful Who's that man. Bald guy? Bald is beautiful, or something. <laughs> yeah. Now yeah. it's like, look at take him or leave him. Loser yeah. man. Good old take him no or leave him. That's lovely. I think that's a great little nickname. I think you should embrace that. And <laughs> I think, that, but I think the pro. I like Dio as a nickname. I've called you Dio in the past, but I think it's a name that speaks of hair. Do you know what I mean? And I think it slightly, <laughs> it slightly lies. It slightly misrepresents your energy. <laughs> Ronnie, <laughs> Ronnie James had an immaculate head of hair. Yeah, beautiful head of hair. I mean, it wasn't actually beautiful. It was hideous, but it was there. It was yeah, real. It was disgusting. You know, it was but really it was foul. Really nasty huge. stuff. It was yeah, so we can, huge. We can and retire oily. Dio then. We can retire. No, no, no. I, you know what? I am actually kidding. I think Dio is fucking really cool. And if, if I see that on a picture, I'm like, I know that is going to be a. It's only the signature that's on all my drawings. Yeah, and it rocks. It looks good. Go with it. It's cool. Uh, no, I'm no. going against that. <laughs> no, because you. Well, you've already had books out as Daniel Irizarry. Mm. Yeah, I'm not gonna like publish. There's not gonna be like. I'm not like Guru Hero or some like share. You some kind of. Well, like, my, one-name my thing, thing to you is you should have never been. You should have never signed it as Dio if your credit is something else. Because then people look at it and think. Oh, I don't know who this guy is. You know, like I don't yeah, know no, but that's Dio. not true. What about Giro? Like signing his name G I R. I'm comparing Daniel. He ain't fucking Giro. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 just like him. It's me and yeah, me just and, like and Gir. Now that can guy I, was that I, guy was bold. I used to sign my thing R V, mm. like just my initials. I think because like Frank Miller did it, and then and then I remember thinking. Well, Frank quietly writes out his whole name. Yeah, mm. yeah, he really so does. So you never question. So y- you copied his whole style. You need yeah. to. So then I wrote out his whole. I wrote up my whole name very legibly. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, and I then I find your signature very amusing. I think what's amusing is a beautiful drawing. It's always a beautiful drawing, and then the corner <laughs> written in this really kind of like faltering child's hand is the name <laughs> Ramon Villalobos Villalobos just like like you've just learned to write it <laughs> yeah it's like as soon as he's done drawing he grabs the pencil or, or the pen with the pen pointing like down 
Yeah. Yeah, directly down. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like his tongue sticking out the corner of his mouth. Ram, mon. That's, that's five letters. That's not that difficult. We can get through that. That's okay. Yeah. He a looks at reference to make sure the last name is correct from the previous drawing. <laughs> Don't accidentally write well, what, quietly. <laughs> what sucks is when I do like signings on the rare occasion books come out. Um, and I'll have to sign like a lot of copies. I I don't have like a shorter version of that. It's Ramon Villalobos every single time. You can go back to RV. That would be okay. No, I yeah. I feel I I don't feel good about it. I like no. to write the whole name because that's how I sign my stuff. Right, right. So very I literal, just, very direct, very. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Although yeah. now my guy F, he just goes by FQ on his covers. He doesn't yeah. do Frank quietly. Like yeah, like, and he calls like you Dio. R. Yeah, like Dio, like and he calls Ramon R. And he right? calls yeah. me R. Yeah, which that's is very just friendly. We're on a first initial basis. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My I think pal. he rec- I think he recognizes that you owe him money. You know, I think that's no. the thing. Like the, all, the amount of biting you do of his style, he's like, that bitch owes me fucking money. He's not going to spell can, out his full Scottish name until cash. you cut him. No. He considers me a link in the chain. I'm a link in his chain, bro. It's it's not even like that at all. Does he think of you as a protege? No, you guys are tight. You guys are on a first letter basis. You're tight. That's right, actually. Yeah, I think if you're on first letter basis, it doesn't really get much more intimate than that, really, if you think about it. I mean, you don't get to call him by his real name. You get to call him by the his you know, nom no. de voyage that he's picked. I don't you know? want to. No, that's fair. That's right. I don't even really know what his, his, his real name is. Vince? Something? Yeah. There's, a, his, there's a tree his... in Glasgow that has a heart carved in it that has F and R. His, uh, his good friends call him Vin. Yeah. You know? And I've I've been encouraged to do that, and I've always rejected it. Yeah, I think you, I think you're doing the right thing. I think that shows a great deal of discretion, and I have to say, class I do, on your I don't, part. Actually, I don't pretend I'm friends with people no. I'm not friends no, with. You know what no, I mean? No, it's gauche. Mm-hmm. It's as gauche. A, as a as like a fan of like wrestling and stuff, I would always hate it when like people know the wrestler's real name. Yeah. So then they'll go, I like I know people who will like go up to when we I used to go to wrestling shows. Where they go up to the people after the thing, like, oh, hey, and then they'll use their real name. And it's just like, come on, you're not, you don't know them. You're a fan no, of them. Like, no. I don't know quietly. I'm a fan of him. So, like, yeah. I'll just continue to use that. Same as Dan. You know, Dan's got a, a real name. Me? My real yeah. name? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can call it's, me Dan. That's okay. Yeah, I'm going to call, well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have I don't, I don't a problem with that. That's fine. That is, you're right. That's my name. It's funny because in terms of Dan, like we we do have that little mix up. We do need to specify which Dan yeah. we're talking about sometimes when it's typed out. And the worst is if there's a situation in which y'all are talking about Daniel Warren Johnson, in which case I become like the third Dan. I get yeah, demoted that sucks. into a lower, even a lower rank of Dan. Yeah. Whereas if you were D- if you were Dio, you would be at a, a whole plateau of your own, like sh- no, Dio not showing space one. Any- yeah, right, right. In fact, you maybe in your signature maybe even want to change the I out for a one, right? Would that be cool? Yeah. D one O. You know, and everyone's like, that's the mm. first guy. That's the main, mm. not just a Dio. That is the Dio. Mm-hmm. You know that that's an interesting distinction though that I never really thought about because like I am also good friends with Daniel. Uh, Which but one? When I think. Uh, yeah, right. Warren Johnson. Mm-hmm. Damn it. And when I think when I'm <laughs> when I talk about his work as like being a fan of it, I always say DWJ. Yeah. But See? when I'm talking about him as like a person that I know, I say Daniel. And there's like a distinct separation. 
So like if, if you did that, Daniel, maybe I would start referring to you when you I talk about your work as Dio. Yeah. But I think we're gonna you know. establish th- we're gonna establish this precedent today. Just my my signed work, but like my my artist but, name can be Dio, yeah. mm. and 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 amongst pals, amongst the homies. Yeah, um, you'll take take him or leave him. The listeners, Dan. Yeah, yeah. With the listeners, would you like them to call you Daniel or? Yeah, this is all really up to the listeners at this point. I can't control it. Yeah. What about what about Big Dog? Like being called like something like Big Dog, <laughs> Big something like dog. that. You know, <laughs> if you don't want Big Dog, I think I'm going to have Big Dog. Dan, I think Big Dog McDade. Yeah, doesn't that have doesn't have a ring sick. to it. Yeah, Mad yeah. Dog. And yeah, also, man. it's a way to revitalize your career because people are, you know, saying, "Oh, Dan's washed up." Yeah, who is this They're guy? Saying, "Oh, Dan is." I don't uh, know. He's yeah. I think he's I think Dan's anymore. in a resurgence. Everything he's been posting <laughs> he's on a, Twitter has been. He's a has been that never was. Yeah, that's saying. right. Yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely. And I think maybe rebranding is as Big Dog. And maybe even completely erasing my old identity and just being <laughs> just big, dog. The, the big dog. Yeah, and like with a the new big style and a new yeah and a new vibe. And everyone's like, "Who is this fucking great guy with a huge dick who's just come along?" You change your avatar on Twitter to somebody with shades. Oh yeah, man! Wouldn't that be I would, awesome? Jesus, that would be badass. Yeah, that would. That I would, did that. That would be cool. You did do that, and I have to say, it worked. In terms <laughs> gang, of Twitter tactics, man. having your avatar be somebody with shades is immediately ten plus points. Yes, yes, absolutely. You are really. You know, I have a, a great coat. photo of myself that comes up from time to time. You've seen it, where I just look really cool. Like I'm wearing shades, and I look really cool. I'm like, why am I not using oh, yeah. this in my app? You know the picture. Why am I, I not using? It all the yeah, time. I know you do because yeah. it look because it looks so fucking cool. You don't look that's at that a, and go... That's Big Dog in that picture. Yeah, exactly right. You don't look at that and go, oh, yes. that's a guy whose career is in the toilet. He's going nowhere. Who, who, <laughs> who is he? No one knows. He has to self-publish his own Right, exactly. He has goal. to pay. He has to pay for it, by the way, with money that he received from the government. You know? Yeah. Like the absolute lowest... Yeah, just pathetic. No, nothing. What's the last thing he had out? Who cares? Let's, right? talk, about, let's talk about Dega for a second. Yeah, okay. we, I think me and Daniel both bought it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah. I know thank, I bought it. I don't know about Dana. I I pretended to buy it. Yeah, you're the, you're a friend, you know, mm. uh, a beloved friend. Some yeah, you know. <laughs> people um, are saying that. So I wanted to support the work. Plus, mm-hmm. you know, I heard you were sitting on just so many unsold copies. Oh my god! <laughs> no, no, no. But seriously, oh did you how, did you did you do pretty good from that? Or yes, I did. I did very well. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I published. Yeah, it was self-published. I published uh, 20 to begin with, with yeah. a view that I probably wasn't even going to sell out of those. I might just oh, 20? get rid of them. Yeah, just 20, yeah, because I'd never done this before. So right, I, I, yeah. I didn't know, you know. Um, and they sold out even before I put them on sale. Like, people got in touch and said, oh, I hear you've got something coming up, and can I get a, like put in a pre-order and so on? So they were gone immediately. And I think in the end, I sold, and I don't really have anything to compare this to particularly, but I think I sold something like 450 copies. Whoa. Which, which I think for a self-published thing is is not too bad, and I I I made out pretty well on that. Yeah, no, that's that's. Well, it was a self-published thing, but it was like a hardcover, yeah. and it was like it was substantial. It's yeah. not like it's yeah, it's not like you were selling it and it was like three bucks. No, know? no, yeah, that's right. It wasn't I wanted... an ash can. No, right, no, no. And my first instinct when I when I kind of came up with it was to get it done in a really kind of fast and dirty way. Get it done, not worry to not dwell on it too much, because I yeah. knew it would it would. It would otherwise become like a really kind of like a big problem for me. So I kind of I wanted to do that quickly. And uh, my partner said to me, um, 
No, don't do it just as like a zine. Don't do it just like as a magazine. Make it an object of beauty. Make it something that thing something that, that people will treasure. And yeah. that and that really really paid off. You know, make it so, something that people can really balance a table on. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, or like Sturdy. put a cup, or, or put on a cup a cup on top of it, or mm-hmm. like a plate, or maybe <laughs> use it as a tray. Food, right, exactly. For even food. eat your food directly off the thing, and it's yeah. a lovely white clean surface. So it has a lot of. Um, function to it it's not just kind of so so it's not just a so so book it is also a so so uh, like mini table that's fine i feel like right now there's a big talk about because of like you know substack and people like sort of i feel like we're in a we're in a time right now where there's a lot of people that are like kind of striking it out to do creator owned but this is like i what i really appreciate about it is like you just said okay i'm gonna do this i don't think you did a digital copyright it's just no pdf it was just uh, to begin with, it was just a book, and then a few yeah. people said to me, uh, "Can I get a digital copy?" So I did do a digital copy for a bit, and then I kind of got rid of it because I felt like I was eating into the sales of the kind of the big copy, and I'd rather people have the the hardback thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah the digital copy was more so uh, Artyom could uh, properly pirate. put it into the pirate server. Uh, that's mm-hmm. right. Yeah, the Russian pirate server. Yeah, yeah, exactly yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, the Russians. The Russians got mad at you for oh. being a capitalist. Oh, and you said, okay, those, here you those go. Those Russian pigs, but, man. Fuck. Yeah, <laughs> but so like, how do you feel? Like, how do you feel when you see people that are like sort of going, "Oh yeah, we're gonna like we're doing like sort of we're taking we're taking our medium sort of by the the reins. We're directing this to like uncharted territory." And yeah, I got a lot of money from uh, a VC, but like, you know, really what this is about is the independent spirit of comics. When <laughs> you just put out a book where it's just like, yeah, I've just poured everything into this. You yeah. Know, I got, you got some funding from the government, yeah. you know, because who did it? It's coronavirus. That's you right. Know? Um, and I didn't even, I didn't kickstart it or any of that shit. I just wanted, because I didn't, I didn't want to do any of that. Right. I didn't want to. I didn't want to have any. Um, I didn't want to owe anybody anything. That was the important thing. I didn't want to owe uh, backers or patrons yeah. or subscribers. I didn't want to owe them anything. I wanted it to be. If it fails, fuck it, it fails. You know. So mm-hmm. that was the that was the vibe that I wanted, and it did fail. <laughs> it, it, well, it didn't fail. You, you said you did really well. No, I'm joking. No. No, I, mean, I, I want a, I want a film deal, and I want that VC money. I want I want two hundred k. I want two hundred. Why not? Why not me? <laughs> you know. So I yeah, didn't get any of that shit. But, yeah, I think that's fair. But I didn't get any of that shit. But that's but but that's true. Like I didn't. Uh, I wanted it to be like to have kind of no. Like I, what what I really didn't want to do was kind of pitch it. I, I fucking hate doing the pitch document. I hate kind of coming up with all the stuff and then the worry will it go over and you know and some kind of gatekeeper will kind of go. No, this is no good, or you need to change this out the other. I just wanted to do something that was just like all straight out of my mind, all straight out of my unconscious, and you know what I mean. Pitch documents are a scam. Are what? He's he's, he's trying to make a joke. Oh. <laughs> dio dio dio. No, no, no I, I I do really mean it. Like I I don't think that I I don't think that a project will get picked up or not based on. Like a word document with a no. log line from an elevator pitch. No, right, and that, yeah, exactly. I didn't want to do any of that shit, and I didn't want to do those kind of like three quarter shots of like a of the lead character and all the kind of stuff I was going to do because yeah. I wasn't going to I wasn't going to create it that way. I wasn't going to write it that way. I wasn't going to draw it that way. It was going to just be like I designed almost nothing. I designed the lead character, and then everything else I just designed when I was um, when I was doing like the thumbnails or when I came. Hey, to I just the wanted to make sometimes. it, and I respect yeah, that completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So I did it. So that's what I did. You know. 
Yeah, I think it came out pretty sweet too. Thank you. Um, and I got it. I know. I genuinely you know, know that it pains you to say that. <laughs> no, <laughs> Dan, come on. This is me here, <laughs> Mister Comics. <laughs> Yeah, we, we, we like we, we joke around a lot, but but there but I do have a genuine appreciation for that book, and it it was uh, it it was just a surprise. It like it's fresh in a way that I just wasn't seeing anything that was as spontaneous as as that story in that moment. Like yeah. I I'm I use the word jealous because I, maybe I'm, I'm lacking in good English vocabulary, but I, I, I was very much jealous of the, of the spontaneity of it. Awesome. Yeah. And if I inspire jealousy in my fellow creators, I think that's wonderful. <laughs> like, I really want nothing but that. That is, that is, that's the acne for me. That's, that's the dream come true. Speaking of what you inspire in fellow creators, <laughs> I feel like uh. you and I specifically, well, the reason I wanted to do the podcast with you initially before you said you didn't want to do it, was like I feel like you and I both are are loudmouths on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. And it's definitely. gotten us both into like hot water with I mean like mainly comic writers and comic letters. Yeah. And I feel like there is I feel like there is some amount of resentment from people that were in comics with I mean not really our friends, like you know, like me and your close no. friends. But like broadly people in comics who feel like you're not allowed to say what you think on Twitter. Like that's not fair. I don't say what I want to say on Twitter. Yeah. Like this, you know what I mean? Like it's it's an interesting dynamic where I feel like people get mad at both of us for like you know not having the sort of forced collegiality that a lot of these people sort of yeah like but team comics that specifically. Kind of, that yeah, I get that, but that's kind of been a fairly recent acquisition for me. I think. Um, I used to try and kind of rub along a bit more and I just got increasingly um, like sick and tired of um, bullshit, like just yeah. bad behavior being covered up with this veneer of, um, of gentility. That's it was it just seemed it, it seemed like a lie to me. And I think the, the, the turning point for me was probably um, Jeremy Corbyn and seeing a lot yeah. and, and also, I guess, Bernie, too. Saying, yeah, um, well, I, that was exactly, I think, the same moment where I was like, because before that I made jokes, yeah. you know, I would, mm -hmm. I think both of us, we would like joke around and, you know, whatever. And it wasn't until that we're like, okay, well, this is something important. There's like a, there's a key moment in history that we're yeah. going to be a part of. Yeah. And I feel like, or, or could have been potentially, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like there were people that were just very quick. It still counts. I think it still counts. Yeah. Okay. Well, but you know, we didn't win. No, <laughs> we yeah, lost. No. no, that's right. But but you know, suddenly there was a bunch of people that just got really lily livered that I respected, and now they're like, I don't. Yeah, that's yeah, that, yeah, that's it in a nutshell. That's exactly right. And it wasn't just true in comics. It was true of all of the liberal arts. There was this mm -hmm. kind of feeling of disappointment that went right from the kind of the top of that tree all the way fucking down. Like people that I've admired for years. Like um, like comedians and comic writers, uh, like um, Armando Iannucci, and just guys who who once upon a time I looked up to, they had this uh, they had this tack on um, on guys like Jeremy Corbyn that I didn't I can't even I didn't understand then, and I still don't really understand. Like I kind of joke about as oh you just didn't want to pay more taxes, but it seems to go to a more profound level than that. It's like they really didn't want societal change. When it came when it came down when it came right down to the crunch. 
they didn't want things to change they didn't want things they, they felt that they were going to lose out in some way um and i think that that held true in comics as well there was a lot of very kind of like kind of boring centrist middle of the road pricks uh wanting to yeah. kind of hold on to their power base and using i think faux gentility within... and a spirit of t- team comics to kind of to to kind of propagate to make that happen um within within that bubble of let's say uh centrist liberal Bricks? Uh, l- yeah sure <laughs> <laughs> centrist li- like like there was a uh there is a sort of a prevailing like love bomb sentiment hmm. of everything that they do ha- having to be like celebrated and and everybody getting a certificate of participation and yeah, a yeah. pat in the back and everything was great and also uh, additionally the flip side of that was as soon as um you were outside of it for example you supported corbin or you supported uh bernie sanders or you supported susan sarandon like, <laughs> oh, you, God. all of a sudden th- there was a lot more of um open season on on being kind of vile mm-hmm. a- about about people who supported them yeah yeah that's right yeah so my my experience you know like my experience as like a Bernie supporter in that whole thing was interesting because I think there was a lot of people that would go, well, I, you know, I'm with Bernie. I would be with Bernie, but you know, I just think Hillary is the better, you know, option because she's more realistic or, you know, whatever, like during that, during that run. And then during the second run, it was like, Oh God, no, Bernie just can't do it. any like, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And, right. Yeah. And, but there was a lot of people, I think in the first round that were like, okay, well, we'll see what this is about. You know, like, and and then I think they just got so burned by by the narrative that they're gonna like basically look like you and I. <laughs> yeah, like they're gonna look like right. you and I on Twitter if they support this guy. That's right. They're gonna so be that... like like bums, like weird people standing in the street shouting about Jesus. You are yeah, you're you're lost well, essentially. I... Yeah, totally. What's ironic though is like so I do a lot of cons or I did a lot of cons um, before the pandemic and everything, and I would have Bernie prints uh, everywhere. And it sold everywhere. It was like yeah. always, it's always like Spider-Man sells number one, then that one, then like, you know, my Mexican Wonder Woman one or whatever. But, you know, it was a reliable attention getter at least. Mm-hmm. And because he's, he is broadly popular as a figure, yeah. but, but in, within comics, within this sort of like, uh, like creative class, I think unless you're like diehard for that movement. It was like, oh, I don't want people to think I'm anti-Semitic because I like Jeremy Corbyn. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Or I don't want people to think I'm a misogynist because I like Bernie Sanders. That's right. So like, I better, I better like make sure people know I'm good by saying like, well, I would support that. I I can't do it. You no, know? I can't do it and visibly. It's... I can't do it vocally. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I think if if like you genuinely are a rat and you don't believe in his <laughs> in his politics, that's fine too. You know, I don't. <laughs> Yeah, fuck you, but that's okay. I I just didn't like the disingenuous, like oh I I would, yeah. you know what I mean? Like when you get asked for change from somebody on the street, like oh man, if only I had cash on me, I'd yeah. give you some. It's like, don't don't lie, like, Jesus Christ! Don't lie, yeah. Just, like you know, I just, just tell people, I don't have cash. Yeah, I, yeah, don't don't even listen. Yeah, to <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's so like when the Corbin stuff was happening because you said like that specifically. Mm. Did you not feel that during Brexit? Uh. No, but Brexit was kind of a different thing. Brexit was something that was kind of the purview of people that were kind of lily-livered, liberal, centrist types. That was their kind of like cause celebrity. And I remember 
when Brexit was kind of shaking out, I this is this is to my eternal shame. I tweeted. This is actually fucking unbelievable. I'm so embarrassed to tell this story, right? At the time, because I felt that like Corbyn wasn't vehemently anti-Brexit enough, uh, and he, he was taking. Yeah, he was going like. He was slightly populist about it. He was. Um, yeah, yeah, he was, but but also he's a real staunch. Yeah, he's a real staunch, uh, hardcore, old-fashioned lefty. And what people forget right. now is that the um, the European Union, Britain's membership of the European Union, essentially is a Thatcherite project. It's uh, it's mm-hmm, it's, right. it's it's globalism. It's neoliberalism, right? right. Uh, and he was opposed to it on that level, in that kind of slightly kind of hippieish, um, old-fashioned lefty way. So he it was he, like Bernie and NAFTA. Yeah, right. Like so he, he wasn't coming he out. Str- yeah, he wasn't coming out strongly enough for a lot of the kind of the Remainers and the anti-Brexit types. And I remember saying on Twitter, these are these are more or less my exact words. Uh, Jeremy Corbyn is a good and decent man, but he's not fit to lead the Labour Party or something like that, right? And this was like the early days of Corbyn, where I was like, I just I really didn't want to get dragged out of Brexit. I was so fucking furious that he wasn't putting up enough of a fight. I get it now, but I didn't get it at the time. And then two yeah. days later. Uh, an MP, a male MP called Hillary Benn, went on TV and said my tweet verbatim to a TV host, literally using my turn of phrase, exactly that, a good and decent man. And he must have said it four times because obviously one of his uh, like little civil servants or whatever went online, saw what the discourse was, saw this phrase that they liked and like yeah. nicked it. And I was just like, can you fucking believe this? Turn to devs. Like, can you believe this? Can you believe this bitch, Hillary Benn, is on fucking TV with my patter? <laughs> but, <laughs> so that was that was con- my that was my first concern. Obviously, that my patter had been fucking stolen by yeah, this. Yeah, how can they steal your patters? <laughs> yeah, so so it was more about being plagiarized. Oh, I hate. Oh, I was so curious. And then all. and then afterwards, like, and then, hey, they nicked my patter. Yeah, hello. What what <laughs> the devil is this? What the deuce? <laughs> you know, but um. And then lastly, I realized how fucking wrong I was about it anyway. And just like, what was I fucking thinking? Like, at the time, Brexit was the only cause. And it was the only cause anyone cared about. It was the only cause I cared about. And it fucking happened anyway. For sure. And it was also used to essentially then kind of break up the Labour Party and really damage uh, Corbyn because uh, centrists in the party pushed for him to go for a second vote. And as soon as he pushed for, as soon as he was like, all right, we'll, have a, we'll call it a people's vote. We'll have a second vote. And as soon as he did that, all the... Uh, the sort of the the hardcore old fashioned lefties um, from the sort of north of the country, they all switched to, to conservative because conservative was going to deliver Brexit. So, you know, it, it fucked the Labour Party and it fucked Corbyn. Uh, you know, there you go. So that's that's it. It's all it's all ancient history now. You're you're it's, forgiven. Yeah. It's 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 okay to to acknowledge having had uh, lib takes. Oh, yeah, it's like Daniel awful. when he used to say that he loved Hamilton back oh, before. I man. never in my life. <laughs> I believe it. I in my life. That. I will say, though, when when uh, Fidel Castro died, I Uh-oh. I did a lib thing. And I was like, Uh-oh. he was he did a, a, a revolutionary thing and then he messed it up. And then he mm. turned it into dictatorship. I'm I'm confessing well, to this right now. God, pop- that is a great transition, but I want to keep this like general conversation. <laughs> yeah, going. no, I'm just saying. I'm just I'm, I'm just a, saying. It such reminded a good transition. Me of my... I almost feel like we should just start going into it. Mm-hmm. No, but I I, I do want to keep keep on the subject. Sorry. Yeah. No. No. I mean, I like you know. It's just the the 
the broadcast room he is savoring just biting down on that transition <laughs> that you put out it before is, me. It, it was beautiful i have to say as as segways go uh, that was that was really yeah. up there we're not going to take it though we're, gonna, we're not we're, we're not gonna, taking that, that we're, we're not taking the off ramp yeah <laughs> we're gonna get the next we're gonna one. go the long way no, but like, yeah, so I, I do find it interesting. Like, I mean, that's why, like, genuinely more than anything, I wanted to have you co-host a podcast with me initially mm. before you turned it down. And I, you know, went and with that, Daniel. And then Watt. I had to come in and, and swoop in uh, and <laughs> clean up Dan McDade's sloppy seconds once again. <laughs> well, I looked at my Rolodex. I said, Dan, he's out. Daniel? And I'm lazy, so I'm not going to bother looking any further. Yeah, no, it's I'm used, to, to, I'm used to following up Dan on projects, though. Has that happened before? That's true. That is true. It yeah. has happened. I, I has, followed yeah. him on Judge Dredd. Yeah, and it, it, oh. and he followed me on Judge Dredd because I flaked on year two of doing that. Exactly, book. exactly. <laughs> so this is a very familiar. I'm, I'm no, the it's, cleanup it's man real. here. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you did. I have to say, you did a nice job. It was a good job. Not as good as I would have done, but it was. It was nice. No, of course not. It was of different. Course not. Yeah, yeah it was, you know, it was, you look it was at it, you go, eh, it's different. <laughs> it's different. It's if fun. it makes you feel any better, the reviewers hated it just as much. <laughs> Is it because it was like I don't understand the twee sensibilities on oh, that's Judge Dread? That is a shame. No, no it's just it. I, I'm it'll asking what the American said. Dread and not good. Oh, yeah, that's exactly said? right. That's exactly right. And the hardcore Dread fans are always going to hate it. They're always going to be suspicious of it because it's not uh, written by John Wagner and drawn by, like, Mick McMahon or drawn by, like, fucking whoever, Brian Bolland. You know what I mean? So there's mm-hmm. always going to be, yeah, it's always good. Like, we got we got bad reviews as well. Like, uh, Zach Soto liked it. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> And, yeah, uh, but he gave yeah. us a really he gave us a really really nice review. He said it was like Kirby dragged through the swamp, which was very cool and just it was kind of the vibe I was going for. And uh, but uh, but a, a lot of the reviews were like this is terrible, this sucks. And after a while, you just got to stop reading reviews, man. It's like that. But it was a yeah. good well, time. No, I don't. I love reading reviews. I'm, I'm not surprised by now. that in the fucking slightest. Anything that talks about you by name and you're like, I'm there, man. <laughs> People listen. People love my art, and I, I don't take any sort of. We do. We do. They Ramon, Ramon will control F Frank quietly on his reviews. Yeah, I used to actually Google. Well, I used to like do my Google searches uh, before I had books come out. I would like quote my name or like you know per, use a yeah quote marks so that you make sure you get the whole thing. Yeah, I'll quote my name then Frank quietly and see if anybody like on any forum compared me to him yeah I'm like ah nice <laughs> they got it that's right they got what i was trying to do <laughs> oh yeah, they, yeah these people understand yeah, yeah, yeah one more notch on vibe. the wall yeah so i want to go back a little bit about cowards in comics because mm. um, mm-hmm. there's you know we don't like to do you know two hot button issues because we've been so slacking on getting these up but this should be up i think within a week of this so there's a well, I had to send these to Dan because apparently he's blocked by this person. Um, but Al Ewing mm-hmm. uh, put out a statement today. And I just want to talk about it because – so Joe Bennett yesterday uh, or, yeah, like yesterday or the day before got announced as going to – he was going to be on – Marvel's the latest artist. project. Yeah, a yeah. big crossover event, yeah. Yeah, big, big event. Yeah. And – I was like, whoa, that guy still works like in, this, in, in comics. Unreal. It was crazy mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I, I, he had made some uh, anti, 
he had made some anti-Semitic jokes in the background of like their very popular Hulk run with him and Al Ewing. Yeah, I thought he was done and, for after that. Yeah, and then then people were like, "Oh no, that book's still going on," and I was like, "What?" With him? And they're like, yeah, yeah, he's like still the artist. And I'm like, how is that possible? Like, well, the book ended. It's ending like next month, number 50. And I'm like, oh, shit. So like this is just announcing the new project, but he's been at Marvel this whole time. And even yeah. then, even then they had like screenshots of him laughing at incredibly like uh, transmisogynistic jokes about She-Hulk yeah. at that time. Oh, yeah, 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 okay. yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah, I remember they put out a statement. I think it was a fairly mild statement saying, essentially, you know, oh, it won't happen again, and sorry, everybody, and please forget it, and please keep writing the book. And uh, and then out he comes with this fucking insane image of Bolsonaro slicing the heads off, like, the most like disgusting anti-Semitic, uh, like, like, Gargoyles. It was it's as just, if... Like, just insane. Just crazy It was shit. as if all of, all of Bolsonaro, or all of uh, the Brazilian right wing's enemies were also secretly Jews. Yeah, right. Yes, exactly. Right. They're all secretly part of this shady cabal that runs the fucking world. It's just like, what? You fucking warped motherfucker. It's just crazy. And the, the other and, thing as well is the imagery mm-hmm. of this sort of like proto fascist Teutonic imagery. They're always like white knights on like huge yeah, white charges I... with big golden swords. You know, it's just like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? I refuse to believe that that was Bolsonaro because he wasn't like on a ventilator. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, like gasping <laughs> for breath and trying to drag a, ma- a mask away from his mouth and, and kind of crying because he thinks he's going to die. Do you remember when um, Britweiser, Mitch Britweiser, did. Um, a painting of Donald Trump. Trump, yeah, and it was the same yeah, was fucking imagery with the golden sword of truth in his hands. Like, what world are you motherfuckers living in? <laughs> ben Garrison style, full right. chest and pecs. No, no, but I, I no, but I respect, like the... I respect Ben Garrison because Ben Garrison <laughs> is a fucking twisted freak, weirdo fuck, right? Who whose entire worldview is completely skewed. He's a, he's a to- like he looks like someone who has like been sitting in the sun and the sun has literally baked his brain. Like his brain does <laughs> his brain does not work right anymore, you know? But you look at like some kind of like this Joe Bennett guy or you look at uh Mitch Bridgewise, oh they seem like nice enough guys. Oh, they seem alright. And then they come out with this like proto Teutonic, quasi fascist Ugh what the fuck man? Just I, I had to correct somebody on Twitter because they were like, oh, I guess Marcos uh, Mar- yeah, I Martin that. is out too. And I was like, oh, it's a different guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's canceled. It's wow. Marcos Martins. <laughs> Poor, it's a different yeah. person. Poor Marcos Martin. Could you imagine how much I would suck to be Marcos Martin right now? He's just like, bro. Yeah, what a shame. What a fucking shame for that Chill. guy. Yeah, terrible. Um, so, so Al Ewing, I, I want to talk about this because we were talking about how like, like me and Dan – specifically are i feel like two creators and you know we're not the only ones no. i don't want to do that but there's you know we're, we're two people who are i think prominently in the big two or like not prominent we're in the big two like system mm-hmm. for a while mm. and we didn't care if we let people know how we felt about politics or like you know shitty people in the business or whatever and al ewing is a guy who's much much more prominent in the big two I feel like his job is so much more secure than either of ours oh, was sure. at yeah. any at any yeah, point. Yeah, without a you doubt. Know? Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, so that's why it was shocking that he was still doing that Hulk book with that guy. But so here's the statement he put out uh, earlier today. There's an image doing the rounds that Joe Bennett drew back in 2017. I won't link to it, but I have seen it, and it is reprehensible. Thread follows. If you've seen the image, you know what it is. A 
an armored swordsman, which I assume represents Bolsonaro giving, giving Joe's commentary, slaughtering tiny scurrying people with buck teeth and the ears of rats and big noses. One of them is cosplaying Dracula. <laughs> what a detail. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm assuming these are political enemies of some kind. And Dracula. That one really, that really got me because like, if you're casually, if you're casually like, uh, reading the newspaper, you might come across like world news at some point. Mm. And like Lula being imprisoned and then freed and now like challenging Bolsonaro for the presidency, like really running tight in, in the polls and stuff like that's fairly big news. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like him going like, I'm assuming these are political. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Like, bro, yeah. read a fucking newspaper. Yeah. That's the other thing that really gets me is how many people in, in comics, I feel like are just un- like, they do get their news from like American, you know, lib Twitter, yeah. which is just like, you know, yeah, they don't seem like yeah, Trump no, yeah, bad. Yeah. yeah, that real basic then, top line assessment of everything that's going on. Yeah, yeah. And real, real like uh, American, like uh, United States centric. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, I feel like a lot yeah. of these creators are very insular and are very happy to be insular. You know, they are not that moved to think too much, to challenge themselves too much, to kind of try and learn something that's really outside of their comfort zone, you know? I don't think, and I don't think Stephen too. King was uh, tweeting about Lula. Like, and, yeah, and, yeah. Well, and well, da, yeah, him and like Patton, you know. <laughs> yeah, basically, like, like, like I'm I saying, like, like the Stephen... type of libs that a lot of comics Twitter loves to yeah. like follow and stand. Uh, right. I think like those are the two real gods of <laughs> of comic lib Twitter is like Patton Oswald and and Stephen King. Yeah, a George two George vicious Dekai, psychopaths. George Takai from Star Trek used to be in there, but not so much anymore. He but, was, yeah, there. but he's really old yeah. now, so. And he's well, I think that, and he's sort of, he just got like kind of annoying. Yeah, he is annoying, <laughs> and he's kind of quasi cancelled. Like it didn't really pan out to anything, but oh, people could right. all together kind of support him after that. So, yeah, yeah, he's a busted fluff. But yeah, he got he I got like having... cancelled. He got light cancelled. Like, that's right. That's yeah, right. It, yeah, it was like diet cancelled. I, I was gonna say though, in regards to like just like this guy, I guess either not knowing mm-hmm. like a major world political figure or like pretending not to know or whatever. Like, I feel like it, there is, uh, in a lot of comics, like a lack of just like knowledge of what's yeah, going on curiosity. in the world in general. Curiosity, and, you know, and like, it's crazy to me. I mean, like, and again, I'm not that far removed from being like that. Like, no, I don't I, want to I, pretend no, no like, I'm exactly the same. And I guess it, but I do yeah. think that something is missing. And I think that lack of curiosity and that lack of worldliness, you can see it in the work too. You can see yes. a naivety. You can see a, a kind of a willful naivety, a slight kind of queasy fake naivety. Uh, that is. And that's. Gone. Oh, that's why when when I you know if when we do these reviews and we talk about like how just something's kind of like ignorant about the world or politics or whatever, like I don't mean it to say like oh they knew what they were doing. But I think it's an indication of like the fact that they don't know what they're doing yeah. is sometimes also like Quite telling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, like for sure. You know, that's another if excellent segue better, that we won't use because we can we're not continue to talk about the subject. If you, it's like if you did know better, then you wouldn't be really willing to make that kind of content to begin with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? Like just, 
And, and also, that's why I really respected the image guys back in those, like, in the reviews that we've been doing of those. Because they didn't, and yet they still would, like, do it anyway. Like, Rob Liefeld kills Saddam Hussein in the first Youngblood, and it's like, damn, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you have no, this man was like yeah i just saw in the news and i did it but like at least he was watching the news yeah and that's like, right yeah 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 um, he just he just picked up uh world events through osmosis while he was drawing well what's crazy is he had he that book like i don't want to get too far into youngblood again but that book opens up with like a deep state government agency killing saddam hussein after it's kind of implied that they propped him up in the first place, which is more astute sort of like political observation than most comics. But Rob Liefeld's the fucking idiot. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> you know what, what I mean? drives me fucking nuts, man. Drives me nuts. All these people are like, oh, Rob's dumb. Yeah. Rob's dumb. Rob has more like political insight in like the first yeah. like 10 pages of Youngblood. Yeah. And this stuff than at the time, most comics. This stuff at the time would have been considered kind of like gauche and dunderheaded and not that great. You know, you would at the time you would have said, "Oh, that's politically naive." But at least he tried to engage yeah. with something. At least mm -hmm. he knew something was happening <laughs> in the world. You know, at least he was reaching out in the darkness. Yeah. Whereas pe most people are just like sitting passively. Yeah, yeah. He's looking for ideas, so he's like, "I know, I'll put on the news," and he puts on the news, <laughs> and he's like, "This is great, Saddam Hussein is a warlord. I'm going to kill him in issue one." It's not a great impression, but you get the idea, right? <laughs> I just love that that's what your American sounds like. And yeah. I have to imagine that's what you do for like my voice if you were going to imitate me. That would um, be any American that Dan was imitating yeah. at that moment. I, but, I think, but I think a lot of the problem is, and everyone blames everything on this these days, and I think part of the problem is that these people, particularly the writers, are too online. They are too on Twitter, and they're just hearing the same fucking shit over and over again. I read a comic the other day that I'm not going to name. But it was a really, really bad comic. It came out, I think, just this week. And the whole like, there's a whole section that is devoted just to sort of Twitter patter. And I'm just like, my fucking eyes could not have rolled out more out of my head. I was just reading. I was like, please, God, read a fucking book. Do do something. Read, <laughs> read a paper. Do something. Read something long form. Don't just bounce from I one tweet to, to the fucking next, you know? I can't wait to ask you what this is about. Yeah, oh yeah, no, I'll tell you. Oh no, I'll definitely tell you. I've I've been itching to talk about it, but it's. I it's did say I did see so. uh, something that might have been similar. It might even be the same thing you were talking about, where um, a character in in one one of these like panels that have somehow eight paragraph word balloons, and mm -hmm. it's just one panel, and the characters it really reads like an entire tw Twitter thread in that one panel uh, in info dump yeah in incredibly obnoxious yeah yeah it is obnoxious and the other problem as well is that there is always a whiff of um how do you do fellow kids about it too like we're trying to kind of yeah. write something that we feel is kind of current and we feel has uh, a kind of a freshness and youth appeal and it just seems so fucking phony man like it's coming out coming out of the pen of like a 45 year old or a or a 50 year old and it's like this is bullshit man this is so corny i'm dying to tell you what this comic <laughs> was but i can't do it i respect the creator too yeah. much to this to is definitely him, but... a public episode we're, we're, yeah. we can save that for a patreon yeah, this is not paid yeah. Yeah, yeah so so let's go back to al ewing's thread mm -hmm. it's like i'm assuming these are political enemies of some kind but even if not the tropes are apparent human beings as vermin being exterminated even if it's no longer up that it was drawn in the first place signed and so proudly displayed by joe speaks volumes signed anyways this isn't the first issue with Joe that I've been made aware of. I've spoken behind the scenes, but that's no comfort to people at the sharp end of this kind of brutal propaganda. 
My lack of public visibility on this has let down, has let people down, and I apologize. I, at least he acknowledges yeah. that. Yeah, you you've been quiet and not like you know. I was quiet, and I I, I shouldn't I, have been quiet. I really should have been speaking about up about this right from the get go, right from the fucking start. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, well, like it, it's funny because somebody was like, uh, "Well, I figured you'd be more sympathetic," and I was like, "Why? I left the book when when I, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like when when Eric shit happened, I was like, oh, well, I'm done. I'm not yeah. drawing this anymore. Yeah. Like I don't want to work with this motherfucker.'" And even, even like, on I, I want to say level, something. The book is fucked at that point. The book is finished. There's no book anymore. The whole thing is is like it's tainted. It's toxic. It it it, it can't happen anyway. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Go on. Go on. No, no, that's that's the thing is like, I, and I I guess maybe the stakes are different because this is the Hulk. Yeah. It's not Border yeah, Town, right, right? But but I'm like it Al Ewing with whatever cachet with whatever sort of capital that he has as as a a star creator for Marvel, he can easily leverage that to get the artist mm-hmm. replaced. You know, somebody's like, oh, some you know. I think someone on our Discord said, oh, some inside baseball is that, you know, he really tried, but they said, like, oh, you know, it's either him or you, and they said, well, Joe's going to be on that book or whatever. And it's like, well, okay, well, then you, then you leave the book. Yeah, yeah. Then, then make them make them make the hard choice of having to explain why some new writer is writing this critically acclaimed book yeah. that, they, that they bill as – the Al Ewing right. Hulk that is built book. Yeah, no, no artist is ability. so yeah. irreplaceable. No, it, especially not. in a Marvel comic. No, absolutely right. And that book had a rotating series of artists anyway during whatever like phase. But some other artists would kind of come in and take over. It wasn't exclusively Joe Bennett's book. It was exclusively Al Ewing's book. Without a doubt, it's yeah. his voice, top to toe in that in that comic. Yeah, for sure. So, so that's why, like, it, it, it rings a little false yeah. that. It's like, oh well, he would have been, he would have had nowhere to go if he didn't, if he didn't, you know, just sort of bow his head and work with this, you know. And also, I, I guess Al Ewing is is Jewish, and like, that's crazy mm-hmm. to me that he would be like, oh, well, okay, well, maybe he didn't mean this anti-Semitic shit that he put into my comic as a Jewish person, like that's, that's insane. I suppose uh, the, the anyways, earlier stuff kind of maybe slightly falls within the bracket of just about plausible deniability. So, like, if you were lying to yourself, you could just about kind of yeah. say, well, all right, look, he says it's a mistake. He says it's a cultural difference. Okay, I, I think I can sleep at night. I think I can allow that. And then this thing comes and along and he's... this really nails his colors to the mast. This really makes it very fucking yeah. clear exactly what he believes, exactly what kind of asshole he is, you know. But what's what's crazy is like that if that's from 2017, so it's been out yeah. there, and the reason it got brought up is because they announced him on a new book, yeah. and like you know, sp- like f- just speaking for me as somebody who doesn't read a lot of Marvel books or whatever, like I didn't know that the book was still coming out. No, <laughs> like I assumed that shit was done like when the last controversy happened. Like <laughs> oh no, it kept going. It's still with the same artist. <laughs> yeah, like. Well, I was like, when did it end? Like, no, it's the next issue is out like next yes. month. And the anti-Semitism, like, and the anti-Semitism just got worse. It got more and more bigoted as the, as the comic. I can't believe, <laughs> personally, I can't believe they allowed that to happen. But the book got a lot more unpleasant. And by the end, it was basically Mein Kampf. So I don't yeah. know why they published that. To me, that seems wrong. But <laughs> And the hero is, yeah, like Hitler. The hero so is Hitler. The craziest... That's right. And he, if he got angry, he would change into like a super Hitler. It was exactly the same, but like really like jacked. 
And Al was just oblivious to it the whole time. He just oh, he never got the art back. No, 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 absolutely not. He, never he, saw well, the he tried to make. He tried to make a stand, but Marvel said, "If you don't keep writing this pro Hitler yeah. propaganda, yeah. then you're you're out." Al. We refuse yeah. to Done. review this business. art. Yeah, where the Hulk is now drawn as perfectly normal Hitler. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Perfectly, I love the idea of perfectly normal Hitler. <laughs> it's not like Hulk Hitler or anything. He's it's just, just really what it, you call yeah. like a regular Hitler. He's what you call a basic Hitler, right? <laughs> just completely unaltered, exactly like yeah, a you look at him and go, yeah, That's a Hitler. That's, that's what they, yeah. that's what just I'm saying. Just a standard Hitler, <laughs> yes. yeah. Yeah, man. Marvel just refused <laughs> to tell, like, send no, I, any I, I notes. No, I think Daniel's right. I think that's exactly right. I think um, Al, in his innocence, was turning in perfectly normal scripts. And then for some reason, by the time Joe Bennett got his hands on it, it, it was just a, the regular Hitler comic. And yeah. um, and everyone at Marvel and Story was absolutely fine with that. And the readers They're kept like, reading we can't it, fire so what him. are you going to do? He's essential to this right. book. And the sales are good, so what are you going to do? You know what I mean? People, This is clearly regular Hitler, normal <laughs> Hitler, is what people want to see, you know? <laughs> yeah. Get uh what 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 other side note, a little side tangent. Is anybody else like a little weirded out like every time people want to criticize CB Sobolski they call him Akira Yoshida? It always it always like reminds me of like when Trump would call Elizabeth Warren Pocahontas and like <laughs> it, it's like okay, yeah, it's an offensive thing, yeah. but like you don't have to do it too. <laughs> like, yeah. I I, I, I do kind of see. Like, I don't like yeah. calling of that. Like you could you could compare him to CB Savolsky, just saying CB Savolsky. Like that's a that's already a shameful enough of a name, I guess. But it's a, yeah, I, I kind of see your point, but at the same time, it was too sort of. Uh, it's too it was, juicy. It's, There's too much too material. Juicy. There. Yeah, it's too irresistible. It's like it, it was such an egregious, phony, sneaky was, yeah. thing to do that to call him that all the time. It, it literally brings dishonor on his name. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, yeah, it's yes. wild. It's wild. But I would always, I would always think that, like, you know, I, I agree. I agree to some if extent. If it's offensive yeah. to Asians yeah. for him to have done yeah, 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 yeah. it, it's offensive to me to like, <laughs> oh, like to reference. I, I think the, it. I think the comparison mean? might be a little bit more like, like the grab him by the pussy sort of like that phrase. It's, People kept trying to use that against Trump in a way that I think might have like triggered images of assault in people mm. and i'm sorry yeah. i said it i just i said it just now That's but right. right yeah pocahontas that was just funny i i think that was just funny to me in the interest of some material action to the apology i've made donations to rainbow railroad and the rainforest trust i understand that if it feels empty or insufficient gesture and he he donated to one of them uh two euros uh, 2,000 euros? <laughs> Two um, euros? Is he English, Al? Yeah, he's English, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I noticed from the apologize with the S. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and also he dropped that his real name is Alasdair, which <laughs> was also kind of classic. <laughs> <laughs> well, it had to be something. It's either going to be that or like Albert or Alfred, which might have been a little bit worse even. But Alistair? Al, you think Alfred is worse than Alistair? Alistair is. is like Albert, straight no, I like Albert. Albert's cool. I have a little soft spot for Alistair. I think Alistair's alright. Yeah. Alfred, <laughs> yeah, that's Alfred, like a is too, Alfred is a si- very silly old in, in a cool English way. Name. A cool demon. Yeah. Alistair is like, time to put on your short pants, yeah. Alistair. Yeah, well, yeah, but also there's <laughs> it's that. time for yeah, play. Yeah, the, I see it, but I kind of. It, the, you know, I, I, I think the reason I like it is because it's a little bit Scottish quite a scottish name oh, okay so it has that kind of although i do agree with the whole kind of short pants uh 
drink, drink your cocoa, son. Alistair, are you going to bed now? That kind of... Uh, <laughs> you've not drunk your cocoa, Alistair. <laughs> that kind of... Um, that kind of vibe. Why am I being it's more like, English on this show than I need to be? That doesn't I, make any fucking I, sense. That's, yeah, that's what I want. I, I play up the Puerto Rican accent sometimes. It happens yeah. on the show. Yeah. You just got to work the uh, stereotype. What's going on? And then he hey. made a... Hey. <laughs> and then he made a $2,575 donation to the Rainbow Railroad, which, you know... Well... Shout out. Shout, listen, hey, shout out. But then he continues, Immortal Hulk is done, but I won't be working with Joe again. If people choose not to pick up my work with other artists in the future on this basis of my handling of this, I understand and accept that. If you've lost your trust, on, that's on me. I can't speak for Joe on this... He can speak for himself, but I will say that it's not up to him or me uh, what those hurt by his behavior in the past should be willing to accept from him mm. now. He's made his bed. With that said, I'm probably going to remain off Twitter uh, for myself for now and will not read or reply to mentions for a while. Again, if that feels insufficient, I understand. Thank you for reading. That, that last tweet is incredibly brave. <laughs> yeah, I'm dipping. So I, I'm aware a lot of you might be mad at me. Um, I I accept that, and uh, I will not be reading yeah. any follow-up. I, I, I accept it, but I do not want to hear it. That's the crucial thing. I'm you know I'm, people, I'm off ski. <laughs> you know how people say like I'm I'm just um, I want to listen. You know I want to yeah. learn. He's like I'm done learning and I'm done listening. I have listen. to say I think that's not a terrible mea culpa. I think that is not like hearing you read it back. It's not bad. I think it's a bit late. I think that is the. That 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 That's that is problem. my contention with it. It came a little bit too late, and the signs were there, and they have been there for a while. And like, yeah, and this Marvel should have kept hiring that guy for fuck's sake. And Al should have used his considerable leverage because he's not just a um, a writer on the Immortal Hulk. He's central to a lot of their plans. He's like guys like Chip Zdarsky. You know, yeah. he's he's central to this the roadmap, the Marvel roadmap. There's no way they're sacking. There's They've, no way they're sacking him in favor of this fucking idiot. There's no way, man. No, no artist could have done a protest about it. Like only a what do you mean prominent writer could have any actual leverage? Yes. like you're the oh, writer sure. on Immortal Hulk. Yes, yes. Like, any yeah. artist is like, yeah. What, what no, are you no, do that's about right. It? No artist, I, no artist I can think of in the industry has that level of sway. Has could could leverage anything like that? No, absolutely not. No. I, again, just not not to. It was a situation that I was in, similar, and it's like you know, it, I didn't make it a him or me. I said I'm not working with this motherfucker. Mm. Like I'm sorry, but it's you know, and and I was willing to accept that if I was going to get you know shut out, then I was going to have to find another thing to do. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like mm. I was willing to accept that because I'm like that's just the reality of the situation. Mm. You know, but but having having a spine. To me, is more important than having my name on the uh, spine yeah, of yeah. Volume Ten of some. Yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, the that's twist. that's. Ooh, I have to say that damn, is that is let's go. Like that. I like that. Yeah, that is good. Bars, yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's nice. Um, but yeah, no, like it's it's to me. I, I and I get if listen if you like Al Ewing for his writing or his personality for some reason, um, that's all good. Like, don't you know? Don't let us dissuade you from liking this person. Um, and I think he did the right thing, like Dan said. It's it's a it's a fine apology, mm -hmm. a little late, mm -hmm. but it's it's just it it feeds back into this thing of uh like this like annoying collegiality yeah. that we that we don't really need. It's not solidarity, no. and that's that's the other thing is like it's not like you know we're saying this guy should lose his job or anything like that. We're just 
I, I don't think that I have to admit, I don't think I have to say, oh, he's a good guy. This is a good thing just because it's another person in comics going through something. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. And the thing that gets me about it too is uh, we got a little bit of flack recently from uh, Kwanzer. I don't know his real name. It's the guy Kwanzer on Twitter. He writes comics as well. Ah, uh, yeah. And on, he... on the Dan Slot subject? Yeah, because Dan Slot had said that, um, you know, oh, it's so naive of. What's the guy? Who, what, the Dodsons, I think. The Dodsons are doing a cover for uh, some, like, um, comic skate book. Mm-hmm. He goes, oh, it's so naive to not know, like, who Comicsgate are and to be, you know, talking to those people and, like, you know, it, it, like, you know, our business should be better than that, whatever, whatever. And I was like, uh, this is the same motherfucker that was on Ethan Van Skyver's podcast in, like, 2017, mm. you know? Like, it, and and then this dude was like, oh, actually. Yeah, you had said that, like, a week know, ago and all of a sudden somebody read it, what, like, two, three days ago and started started this up again? Well, no, I saw I saw it late, and then I responded to him. <laughs> I saw it like a okay, week later. Okay, okay. He replied to me almost like the, the next day, I think. But he was like, well, actually, like EVS wasn't even Comicsgate at that time. And he's just like going on this whole thing simping over this motherfucker, uh, Dan Slott. And I'm like, okay, like why? Like what is what, – what control does Dan Slott have over you that you have to go out here and defend him like this? I mean, he blocked us. Don't worry about his feelings. He's not going to see that. Um, but he uh, – that little egg, he uh, – <laughs> him going around saying, oh, I know, like, you know, you should know better or whatever. Like, I don't like the idea that the guy said – this Kwanzer dude said that, you know, oh, well, EVS at that point, he had some – he had some credibility because he was like still friendly and wore a DC cap in the video. And I'm like, yeah, but he was also at the inauguration rally the year before was clearly MAGA had gotten into yeah. arguments like after Sandy hook with Dan yeah, slot yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. that, that, you, you know, fucking, yeah. uh, people should get more guns. Yeah. yeah use, you know, he's been, he's been a reason. Don't just look at the sort of face that they occasionally remember to present, like just because he wears a DC cap or whatever. Use your reason, put together a pattern of behavior in, in your mind, and based on that, decide what kind of prick he is. He's clearly, he's clearly an asshole back in 2017. You know what I mean? Not that much has changed. Yeah. And him drawing Green yeah. Lantern or Firestorm or whatever, it does not change Badly. the fact that he's a fucking dickhead. <laughs> well... <laughs> no, see, I, I, I've always hated him as an artist as well. I didn't, I don't, I don't just dislike him on an I, ideological I agree, level. I agree with you, Dan, but I got, I got some pushback from Ramon in, in our Green Lantern episode. Idiot. I still remember this. Ramon was like, I don't know, uh, EVS yeah. is kind of doing some no, good stuff. No, here. He, no, he sucks. Ramon just likes no, a lot no, no. of lines. If you don't put a lot of lines no, on a no, drawing, no. it's like this is for pussies. Oh, this is unmasculine. No, 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 you know, no. fucking fuck that. <laughs> no, His no, drawings no, no, are no. bad, man. No, no. Wow. So yeah, they are. But when he is meant to draw ugly things, I thought he excelled at drawing ugly. He did, things. but he drew everything ugly. Is the is the problem? You know? <laughs> That's yeah, right. But I'm saying if the thing that he's drawing is meant to be like this hideous monster, yeah. then he yeah, nailed no, all right, it. Yeah, I, that's you all know, he I can draw. Say, I'll give you that. But I think also Thank what you. the kind of what really highlights his deficiencies is if you're reading New X Men 
and you kind of switch from Frank Quietly, who I'm a close personal friend with. You switch from his. No, I'm a close. Yeah, personal he doesn't friend know. Who, he doesn't know who you who the fuck you are, right? Dan okay, has he, a, he has much more probability of bumping into him on the street. Does, does he follow you on Twitter? <laughs> no, he doesn't. <laughs> in, okay, fact, in fact, I think there's a pretty good chance he's going to block me. <laughs> but Dan, everyone in British Dan comics is going to block my Frank ass. in the street. Literally, that's exactly yeah. right. After this that's episode, right. We're, we're personal after friends. This episode, we go to the pub. <laughs> anyway, anyway, but you you know you see his you see Frank's beautiful artwork that sort of that that glorious line so kind of restrained but always so perfect always picking the exact right thing and then even sort of like Igor Corday having to knock out a book in a weekend and it was just so fluid and dynamic and spontaneous and then you see this fucking Van Skyver bitch and he draws like a fucking I don't want to say a bad word he draws like a like a teenager you know like a fucking <laughs> You know what I mean? Like he's got something. He's got something to prove, and his way of proving something is just like every. I, I got to go for every single line on the page. The like bad. one of those bad words that are way more common in the UK than they oh. are over here. That might be misunderstood. Oh yeah. Although I do really tend to think of it as an American word, really more than a British word. Oh, that's interesting. yeah, definitely. I I also hate his art in New X Men. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. yeah. We we shouldn't but, even be litig- I'm relitigating this, but yeah, no, no, no it's not, yeah, I know I'm it's just saying things, yeah. the fact that he drew these books does not it does not give him a oh good person no, card, mm-hmm. and I feel like in comics so much of our like the community of comics is handing out these fucking you know good person cards to everybody just because they draw a fucking yeah. comic, and the only people that get them taken away without you know. The benefit of the doubt, or like me and Dan yeah. McDade, essentially, yes, the troublemakers of comics, That's right, the true outlaws, because, because we're socialist or whatever. Yeah. They're just like, oh, oh, we better yeah. take that away. Yeah, they're gonna, they might try to cancel I haven't, me. Uh, you know, so what the fuck it, are you talking I, about? I I've never canceled anybody. <laughs> um, yeah, it's funny how few allies or comrades I find, ideological comrades I find. Uh, in in the West, either in the UK or in the United States, I find that the, a lot of people that kind of support, like kind of our ideology and more kind of leftist ideology, tend to be these dreadful Russians, these Slavs. <laughs> there's like, there's like one good Russian. His name is Gleb He's Melnikov. Great. He's been on the show He's twice. Great. What a and great guy. Oh, big Gleb. T- Topilin. I don't. Oh, yeah, Arthur no. Toplin. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, I yeah, to yeah Toplin. Yeah, you should. That's Toplin, good. come on the show. That's We're my guy. Yeah. To talk for real, him. for real. There's another Artyom, but as Let's... far as I'm as I'm aware, he's basically he got banned. Crypt. He's out. He's, he's out basically a cryptid. He, I don't yeah. think he's maybe even a human being. I'm not sure. This is still <laughs> something I'm kind of trying to weigh up in my mind. I've seen him dance, and it was one of the worst mm. things. I literally can't stop thinking about it. It's like yeah. Are they... Yeah. yeah, but you know the way Slender Man is to uh, to teenage <laughs> girls. Like this, this image, this is that's what Artyom is got, to me. You got him dancing in the corner of your oh, room oh, in the middle even at saying like, those at like three a.m. Oh, horrible, horrible. <laughs> Listen, the same way I'm gonna edit all this out because the same way that motherfucker is doing a BDS style movement mm. against me in mm. our group chat, I'm doing it against him on my podcast. Uh. Fuck you, Toplin, come on the show, <laughs> but fuck the other guy. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I do legend. understand the, the 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 frustration at uh, what, what I love that dude. He gets so mad at me though. And I don't know why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How isolated you kind of feel. Yeah, that's right. And I think that's something yeah. that kind of built and built. Today, over the course of Trump, at the beginning of the the Trump era, I was really just kind of down with the sort of like liberal centrist kind of like, oh, Trump is is the sort of the ultimate evil, and if you get rid of him, everything's going to be fine. And then as it went more and more on, I kind of realized that it was. Um, a lot of people were really angry. Like he hadn't implemented that many changes, 
that many egregious changes, but also right. they were they were upset at his lack of um, poise. That they were upset. They seem to be really upset at his uh, like the hamburgers, it's, like a like a table it, of it hamburgers. Was the, it, was it was the aesthetics, aesthetics of it. Exactly right. Yeah. Like it made them feel, it was the it made them feel gross it. about themselves. And I'm like, well, whether you like it or not, that is America too. That thing you're showing us, that used car salesman showing us a, a table of uh, McDonald's food that's going really cold, that's America. That is part and parcel of it. You can't fucking yeah. pretend it isn't. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. It was like, you know, I think it was a lot of people coming to the grips with the Empire slipping yeah. away. Because only a real, like, rotted-to-its-core institution would allow Trump to become yes. president. Yes, like, absolutely, yes. It showed, it laid bare the fact that the country is, like, this country that I live in, not your guys' country, is so monumentally fucked that the, that the kind of fucking gross slobs that live here, and to make up a more than... Like they thought it's a small, small segment of of the population, but what they realized was no, no, no. The whole country is just full of these fucking hog yeah. people, these yeah, maggot shuds. Yeah, yeah. And and with the pandemic, I think it's even more it's, prominent uh, now is. too yeah. of just like the kind of mind blowing fucking yeah. idiocy yeah, 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 of people yeah. to just yeah. not get a vaccine, it's my, it's a free vaccine. Ask people, like, why don't you want to get the vaccine? They kind of sort of fight shy of it and they don't they don't explain it that well. But you know that the truth is, essentially, they do think it contains a microchip. They do think. That, yeah, they, they do think that it's it's a it's an instrument of state control. And you're like, oh my God. I, you sort of realize, I've been surrounded by crazy people my entire the, life. The, wait, the waiting it out people, the people who are like, I don't know, I'm just not sure. Like, I, I, I had this conversation on Facebook and it, it, like, it is an assumption that the rest of us are fucking idiots yeah that's oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah that's exactly right that yeah. we that we're just Did like you oh, have yeah, that put same... it in me yeah yeah do you have the same phenomenon out there with the vaccine shit like i don't know about how britain is handling like how vaccinated are the brexit people uh there has been uh some resistance and there has been um there have been kind of rallies in london and it's the same sort of rhetoric it's the same kind of crazy people and uh, Jer- jeremy corbyn's brother is a fucking nutcase and he is a real like vehement he's called Piers Corbin can you imagine a more English sounding name uh, maybe like Alistair yeah. Corbin but um, he's uh, <laughs> and he's out there kind of and it's the same shit it's the same kind of crazy stuff and uh, they were talking about he's ruining he's ruining our he boy is, Jez's he sure good is. name he's painting him for sure and then there was this woman talking about so, she's an so he's the Chet to to Jeremy Colin Hanks uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. He was in Trafalgar Square going, "It's white boy summer," and he's like a seven, he's like a seventy-five-year-old man. You're like, shut up. Yeah, um, yeah. And there's this nurse talking about a former nurse, disgraced nurse, talking about how uh, doctors and nurses should be kind of uh, strung up like it's Nuremberg and this kind of shit. So the rhetoric is just as nasty. I don't think it's quite as prevalent here, and I think more people are kind of quietly just going, "Look, we don't really want." like mum and dad to die so like i, I do but mm. you know most normal people don't so they're just kind of like uh, get, <laughs> yeah there's get, that get cultural... treated right yeah so we're, we're a little bit more prone to kind of like america has this real sort of um you can't take away my freedoms kind of attitude and britain is not mm-hmm. oh you can't what, <laughs> what? <laughs> so, yeah, you, you can't can. take away my freedoms and 
you literally can't don't take, take away, away my freedoms. I know my freedoms. You can't stick a needle. The British in me. have tried, bro. And what, what happened? <laughs> oh, we're coming back. We're, we're coming back to your bullshit colony. You obviously have no idea how to you manage can't... things. We're coming back. <laughs> These motherfuckers are crying about Afghanistan. Go take that back before you worry about us. Did you see? You see, Big Dick Irish Joe say, I, "Hey, I'm not forget. You will be punished for for talking out against me." Yeah. Joe has has Dude, all Joe. of Britain on his shit list. Yeah, the more yeah, the more I the more his brain turns into gravy, the better I like him because <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the the review we're doing this week of Suicide oh, Squad. The oh, the Suicide Jesus. Squad. Sorry. Not, not a Suicide the Su- Squad. We're talking about which Suicide Squad? The 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 Jim the Jim Gun Suicide yeah, the, Squad, baby. The, yeah. Not a Suicide Squad. The, the Suicide yeah. Squad. Um so yeah, I, so here's my thing. I took notes for this film. Yeah. Um, at some point, it got so boring that I kind of was like, "Yeah, it's a boring film." Yeah, it, it, yeah, it's it's dull. It's a dull fucking movie. Yeah. Absolutely. But I do have notes, Daniel. I don't know how thorough your notes are. I had to stop taking notes because I was just writing down what was happening. That's yeah, right. And that so, that that does nothing. I wasn't I wasn't really like pulling anything further at this point because. The, we're we're talking about uh, sort of a liberal ignorance of, <laughs> of of the world. So we weren't going to review this movie. We were not going to review it because you you were boycotting it initially. I was yeah. I initially did the big boycott because my guy David Ayer yeah was mm-hmm. viciously denied his vision of this Suicide Squad. Well, not this one. But like the suicide, su- just Suicide Squad. Just Suicide Squad, yeah. Which yeah. I admit is a dog shit movie. Like Terrible. you're not gonna get me to say that movie's good. I I got almost got to that point. Although, well, maybe I have to rewatch it after you. Maybe you're yes, gonna convince me. After watching me. the the new one, I I was able to go back and be like, that's charming. That all that <laughs> what they were doing there was charming. But here's the problem with that movie though was that was not supposed to be a comedy. Uh, that was mm-hmm. supposed to be a drama. It was supposed to be, uh, like a dark kind of quiet right. piece. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember when the first trailer came out, dude. It was this really heavy, yes, like really dark. And you're like, I cannot fucking wait to see this film. This looks like it looks so gothic. It was and fucking metal. You know what I mean? I was so yeah. ready for it. And actually, speaking of that, like that trailer, um, I had found a tweet where somebody was like ma- saying like a. Uh, they said I started the joke trailer is the greatest isolated piece of suicide squad content. And then David Ayer said this trailer nailed the tone and intention of the film. I made methodical Mm. layered, complex, beautiful, and sad after the BVS reviews shell shocked the leadership at the time and the success of Deadpool. My soulful drama was beaten into a quote comedy. Like, could you imagine you made this thing like you're thinking like, I don't know if you guys like a lot of David Ayer movies, but one of my favorite movies that he's done is Harsh Times, where it's like it's in that vein, but it's a cop cop drama. It's it's not really a cop drama. It's Christian no. Bale is he he audition He's he's uh, went to become a cop, but he's like a thug. He's like a Mexican thug. He's not Mexican. He's a white. He's a down ass white boy. He's a guy mm-hmm. who was raised around Mexicans and his boy, uh, you know, uh, Michael Pena has gone straight and he's like just trying to go straight so that he can, you know, be with a, be with his girl and like, you know, go, you know, whatever. So he's thinking about becoming a cop and it's just a whole, it's a whole thing. 
but I could see it in the tone of that movie, the Suicide Squad thing, you know, with, you know, superheroes. Mm -hmm. And instead, that movie was just, it looks like Frankenstein together, right? That movie was not good. Yeah. And, Um, and I boycotted because I'm like, I want to see that fucking movie. They gave it to the, they gave it to trailer editors. They basically like that movie was re-edited by the people who sell trailers. Yeah, and, yeah. So and well, they well they gave like, uh, Snyder his yeah. cut. So I'm like, well, if you're gonna give Snyder his cut, this guy doesn't have to reshoot anything. He just yeah. wants to put back in the Batman stuff, put in the the Joker stuff, which would have been fucking sick. Cause I love the Joker, and I'm a little twisted. <laughs> <laughs> I actually like, I had not seen the ori- like the original movie at all. And seeing it, I loved the Joker stuff. Like, if we want to talk about the like the original movie, I do have notes. Uh, well, in a little bit, but yeah, but but import like I want to wrap around at the end of it and talk a little bit about the original. Mm-hmm. But importantly, they also kept El Diablo alive. Um, mm-hmm. and the in the because I'm just convinced that that Warner Brothers hates Latinos. Mm-hmm. Right. Because we reviewed Wonder Woman. And who is the villain of that movie? Mm-hmm. A Latino socialist, basically. Yeah. And then we're going to review this movie where they viciously slaughter hundreds of Latinos. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like with just glee. Yeah. With uh, abandon. With wanton abandon. Well, thank you. Wanton abandon. Perfectly. Yeah. I, I always am afraid to say that word because sometimes I say wanton. Yeah. <laughs> and wanton I get, abandon. And then my friends make fun of me. But I don't care. Yeah, it's it's wanton abandon. <laughs> it was That's what they wanton. do. And I, f- I always forget the way it's correctly pronounced. But, you know, I'm, I'm incensed right now. Yeah. I can't believe Diablo was supposed to survive. I know. It's crazy, right? Because he, he, he was kicking ass. In in the in in the movie, and when they finally like had the bad guy uh, like overpower him, and he was like, "Do it, go! I'm sacrificing myself." I was like, "That's cheap." What I think is the thing that like he was the rat catcher of that movie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so he's meant to be the heart of the film. He's the heart of the film. Yeah. He's the one yeah. who has the great power that has to save yeah. the day at the end. And, and he gets the big redemption arc. He's the guy who mm-hmm. comes good at the end. Yeah. And I think that speaks to great how much character. love my guy David Ayer has for the streets. That he mm-hmm. said, I want to make the, the Latino superhero the guy who saves the day. Who Beautiful bald head. You know what I mean? Beautiful really bald, bald Latino. Really bald guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. One of the Smooth. only one of the only beautiful bald men in cinema. Yeah. Well, I mean, actually, this movie had also had Will Smith. Like I said, pulling a baldy. Jay Hernandez is one of the only beautiful bald men in cinema. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I Will don't know. Smith There's a couple. Looks absolutely disgusting in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Will Smith was incredibly charming in this movie as well. Like he had, like it made me so angry with the new movie because. Everything Idris Elba was doing was a watered down version of yep. Will Smith's yep. Deadshot. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. Well, let's go. Let's go to the. Let's go to the the Suicide Squad movie. I, I don't want to talk about twenty. I don't want to talk too much about why I boycotted it for my guy David Ayer, who I love. But, by the way, did you see that David Ayer? He tweeted out uh, a a photo of Cesar Chavez and uh, and uh, Ed Asner. Like they, yeah. they like Ed Asner marched with Cesar Chavez. Yeah, and like, it was so just like, like two legends walking. Two together legends. Two, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm like, yeah, give this man his fucking cut. Let's yeah, go. Yeah. I want to see that it. fucking film now. I want to see that film now. Yeah. Like. Yeah. 
David Ayer was way too pro Latino for the Warner Brothers executives. They said, is there anyone we can get who will just kill a bunch of them and then justify America going to South America and, and yep. installing ruthless dictators? And then they, they found got, James Gunn. Yeah, they got the equivalent of a union busting death squad. And also, I want to point out one of the reasons why I did want to review this is because there's been so many people that have called this an anti-imperialist movie. Like sort of the the sort of you know soy libs that we've been railing against this whole episode. Yeah, but th- there has been some sort of like mixed acceptance of this movie. Like people who you think would know better a little bit. Yeah. Did you see that majority report clip, Daniel? Um. Somebody calls in and asks Emma. Sorry, I don't mean to go. Mm-hmm. No, this no. Is... Specify which one because I I do remember somebody mentioning the Suicide Squad and I and I want to know if we're talking about the same clip on our on our favorite show, The Majority Report. If you ever get a chance, look up Majority Report Puerto Rico, Lim Manuel Miranda. <laughs> you'll see a young Daniel Idizaki calling my in. debut. Yeah, oh, nice. Uh, shaky voiced, in tears. Practically, practically crying, hyperventilating, <laughs> to, trying to just to, call uh, it to call Lin Manuel Miranda a bitch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which ruled. But no, but someone calls in to uh, ask if Emma had seen Suicide Squad because they know that she likes uh, movies or whatever, and they say it's it's got a surprising anti-imperialist tone to it. So the clip is like the title of the clip is like is Suicide Squad uh, anti-imperialist propaganda. And so I watched this like four minute clip and then I was like, well, I don't know. <laughs> and then I saw a bunch of people saying it was, and I had heard that before, but the clip that made me like, I'm like, okay, well, let's see what's going on here. So I said, mm-hmm. Daniel, would you want to watch this suicide squad movie? I didn't also, know it was because of that. Also. Cause it was about to leave the stream. And if we are going to do it, we should do it before like it leaves. That way I don't have to pay for it. Yeah. It's currently still relevant. I think. Yeah, I think so. Just, I, well, just about. Yeah, and I haven't, you yeah. know, I haven't seen anybody good talk about it, like us. So, mm-hmm. I figure, why not us, right? But there was there was definitely a, a quasi positive response. They're like, oh yeah, this is a genius commentary, and I yeah. I wasn't seeing it. Well, I watched the movie, and I thought it's actually the opposite. It's a rat commentary. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So let's just get into it. Like, I, fuck, we already spent so long <laughs> this pre. Yeah, we don't have to. So it there opens is... up with Folsom Prison Blues um, mm-hmm. with Harley Quinn. Har- no, not Harley Quinn. It's uh, the old guy. Savant is in jail, and he's bouncing a ball against the wall, and he sees... This is like James Gunn's dad? That's right. Michael, is it James Gunn's James? No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's just in, in, like, he brought a lot of the, the his crew onto the film. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He got a lot of those those dudes his brother his legitimate brother is in it so i was like wait his michael literal rooker. brother yes I was like michael rooker isn't his dad is he <laughs> no no <laughs> he just plays like his daddy his dad he plays the, his yeah. dad yeah 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 so he says uh oh, so, it's, so i wrote like old man in crocs kills bird and is let out of prison by waller and the suicides and we meet we quickly meet the suicide squad uh so they just show them here's all the people or whatever yeah, they're presented very relaxed and loose. And I, I'm assuming it's because the audience is now aware of the premise of what a Suicide Squad is. Yeah. So they put you in, in Meteor Res, as it's called. Because it's a sequel, theoretically, but they didn't. They made sure to be like, it's not a sequel, but it's kind of a sequel. It's a sequel, yeah. It's a sequel, but not a sequel to the movie you hated. It's a sequel no. to the idea of a movie that we wanted. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's it's the movie that we really wanted to make ever since uh, Guardians of the Galaxy came out, and we r- realized that that's not the Suicide Squad that we wanted. Yeah. We wanted the James Gunn thing. That's like, and that's what's so offensive too about the Ayer mm-hmm. thing is like, so not only did they m- try to make him retrofit his movie to be the Guardians movie, but then they were like, you know what, we're just gonna hire the Guardians guy. He's available. Yeah, essentially, like James Gunn was like haunting this movie ever, ever since before the first one was released. Yeah, it's fucked up. But uh, so, so yeah, they uh, Harley Quinn makes her you know dazzling appearance, and I don't know, is this set before the other one, The Birds of Prey? No, this is this is I think after she's yeah another she's heartbreaking thing that now okay, now yeah. after seeing the Ayer movie uh, or Ayer I did, I legitimately even as a as a Latino I was like saying Ayer yeah um, I, I would say that. Ayer as well but then I'm British so yeah. but, well he's not uh, but Latino the, he's they white broke up but the I Joker romance <laughs> and it was legitimately good like that's a kind of like beautiful toxic passionate thing that you don't get to see. In, in any films, of this, these yeah. movies, and then Birds of Prey is like, Psh, he sucked. <laughs> yeah, she has a new tattoo in this movie. It says "Property of No One." She got rid of the Joker on it. She incredibly says, sad. That's that's great. Oh, you like that, Dan? No, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I really didn't. I, I'm so furious even just hearing you talk about uh, this film. It's so she shows oh, up and she says oh that she had to go number two, and. You know, it's, it's, it really, I think I told Dan, like, I think I found out in like a minute and a half why I, I know I'm not going to like this movie, which is that it's it's the same thing that they do in Deadpool and Guardians of the Galaxy, which is that they infantilize sort of like adult content. And as an adult, I enjoy things made for adults, right? Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. I like watching Basic Instinct. You know what I mean? I don't like watching Barney or whatever. So like when you mix the two things, I get why people think that's funny to have like yeah. a character drinking, you know, a soda and that like, oh, he's like, oh, it's Mr. Pibb. Like that's like a, you know, it's like kind of goofy. It's like, oh, he's wearing bright colors. That's kind of silly. But oh my God, it's also violent. And like, they also say bad words sometimes, Yeah, they're but then it's also funny. It's also funny when they don't say bad words. Right. And it's like. It, the whole the whole sort of conceit of this kind of of like comedy of superhero shit just it bothers me so much because it's just it's just so against my sort of you know my aesthetic mm-hmm. I like actual grit <laughs> you know what I mean yeah it's and also like where I come from like I don't want to get too like pretend like I'm a fucking cholo from the streets or whatever but I have I have family members that are in gangs. I, you know, have been through Southside Stockton. Like, you know, I'm fr- I from Southside Tracy. Like, I know what real sort of, like, violence and danger looks and feels like. And when you trivialize it for sort of, like, middle American audiences, then it, it sort of manufactures a little bit of consent when that violence actually happens, as long as it's the people that you don't know, which is something I'll address later in the movie, which is that the violence that matters in this is only when it happens to the people that you spend time with. Every other bit of violence does not matter. It's completely... It's 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 done as a bit. It's completely done as a bit. It's completely trivialized and and jokey until it's like Harley Quinn getting beat. Then it's like, that's sad. But when it's, you know, some... some, 
fucking Cordo Maltesian getting his head sliced off. Oh, cute. Because a mm-hmm. cute person did it. it. It just, it really bothered me. that. Ju- and it's just her saying, I need to go, I had to go number two. That I was like, oh God, like, yeah. you're immediately <laughs> know I am going to fucking hate this movie. Yeah, yeah. Like, she's about to go on a paramilitary hit squad into <laughs> South America. And I'm supposed to be like, oh, this is charming. No, it's not. But that's the that really is the the Margot Robbie Harley Quinn. That that is the character sure. that they've. Uh, well, I didn't. I didn't. I point. haven't watched the first one in a while, but it's like that. Yeah, even in even in the in the original, it was that. But at least she had like uh, the Joker slapping her around. <laughs> Well, to it's balance like, it out. Well, it's like the it's like the cartoon to the nth degree, you know. Yeah, the cartoon show, which is just here's going to be a bunch of jokes for adults, but it's presented in this format for children. Not to say that all animation is like that, uh, but that one specifically, they have big eyes. They they look they're supposed to look kind of cute. So it is what it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sorry, that's just my tangent. Dan, am I wrong? <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, currently we're a minute in. We're a minute in and I'm livid. <laughs> <laughs> so I know this is going to be good. Yeah. Yeah. So the crew drops into the water after some comedy. The comedy was them just being like, uh, who's... Not knowing, like, they made the weasel man, like, as strange as possible. Yeah, really grotesque and fucked up. Yeah. It's... Well, it was, I read it was like, because, I mean, that's not a real... Mar- that's not a real DC character. They is it for the movie, and they based it off of Bill from uh, Opus and uh, you know um, Bloom County. I don't know if you guys have ever read those. No, no. It's a, it's just like this deranged, like gross looking cat. And I guess James Gunn was a fan, so he wanted a character to like just mm. be funny in that way, which is that that thing doesn't talk. It just makes weird eyes at the camera. Or at the and, you know the cartoonist did that, but. In, meanwhile, Pete Davidson is looking like a corpse, just naturally. <laughs> yeah, I felt like that stunt casting of like, let's get a very annoying person. That way, when he dies, everyone like kind of goes, "Yay!" Like yeah. that's also like. But I've got a funny know. feeling that the the tone of the film would have benefited from someone like that in it, who it gets that exact uh, quality of kind of like grotesquery and kind of being <laughs> funny. Do you know what I mean? Like someone who is naturally grotesque. And then he's kind of. I think. I think he's not. You don't think John Cena is naturally grotesque? <laughs> no, he's unnaturally grotesque. He is. <laughs> he has shaped himself to be grotesque. I, I think John Cena was very good in this. You know, I think he was. He was kind of right too. Uh, but I, I kind of felt disappointed when um, when Pete Davidson was kind of blown away because I kind of thought, yeah, this is. It, it, it will suck. It will be smug and annoying. But that's kind of right. That is, he will do that well. He will do that grotesqueness well, you know. Instead of, yeah. I mean, I'm skipping ahead a bit, but instead of having so much of the film rest on the back of Idris Elba, who cannot do comedy at all. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, has no comic timing. He's very good at kind of being sort of weather beaten and kind of like, oh, God, another bloody day at the office. You well, know, he was that's... he was on The Office, The Bloody <laughs> Office. So yeah, to say he can't do comedy is wrong. <laughs> Well, okay, then he won't. Let's put it this way: he won't do comedy. <laughs> he he refuses to do comedy. He was not funny on The Office either. He was like an oh, intimidating, yeah. gruff figure. I mean, he Bloody was just hell. like, yeah, right, yeah. He, he he was hired for his for his uh, 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 viral uh, male energy, which 
I can respect. I I get it. Like oh, when when all the ladies are talking about Idris Elba, it's like okay, I get it. Yeah, Fine. I remember I got into some heat because I said Idris Elba is not cool, and all the <laughs> people were like, "No, he's, he's cool. cool. He's cool. No, he's not and, cool." <laughs> and I I said he's not cool. And then people no. were like, you can't find a bad picture of him. And I looked up like Idris Elba soccer. There's a reason he's not cool. And that is that he's British straight away. Right. That immediately counters any cachet he might have. Stringer Bell was cool. The Wire yeah. was cool. Right. But Idris Elba, he's cool in that because he's American in that. Right. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> like when you do an American accent. That's that, cool. That being that's, said, that's I didn't, I didn't cool. mind Idris Elba in this movie. He was okay. No, no, no. He wasn't offensive. No, I, I didn't take offense to him. I just kind of thought he was. Uh, I don't think he's a terrific lead man. I just think he's um, he's he's sort of he's sort of all right. You know what I mean? He's Let's just, just like, say he's no he's Will okay. Smith. He, no, I completely agree with that. He he doesn't have Will Smith's charisma, his charm, his presence. He hasn't got his sense of humor. You know, I think you could literally make the best joke in the world to Idris Elba, and he'd just stare at you, go and go, nice one. Yeah, nice. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, wouldn't laugh. Whereas if you made a good joke at, uh, at to, to like Will Smith, and be like, "Yeah, man, that's a funny joke." You know? Yeah, give but you a high five. Even and in, shit. in, in and you get like, high serious, five. Exactly right. <laughs> Will Smith's serious desperation, like yeah. the, the eye bags that they gave yeah. him yeah. in the original yeah. Suicide Squad, he was able to like be down in the dumps yeah. so I... much more convincingly as well. Can yeah. I tell um, you my theory about why they actually replaced him? Why? Because it is my belief that anytime two actors star in a movie together, twice, male and female, or you know whatever, mm. that there is an affair. Oh my god! Mm. I fucking knew so this you're saying Jada going. said no. <laughs> there was an entanglement, and Jada they're get they're getting all that shit. Jada untangled. got plenty entangled. They're getting all that shit untangled. They couldn't talk about that because you know mm-hmm. this is Margot Robbie. It's a big deal. We need an, an an additional red table conversation about this movie. I want the private red table conversation about why he didn't do it. I I, mm-hmm. I believe there was entanglement because they were in that other movie where he's like a gambler. Yeah, and then they were in Suicide Squad. They were getting along way too well in that film. I was guys, like, that's funny. Guys, that can you can you edit out me going for a piss, which is what I'm going to do right now. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, <laughs> let's let's make a note of the let's time. Let's just keep. I'll just keep talking. I don't... <laughs> Um, but I honestly, I I believe that that would actually make me more forgiving of Idris Elba's performance if it was Will Smith saying, uh, Jada said no. Well, guys, I'm trying to get my life together. I don't, I just also like every time I do one of these fucking movies, like everybody makes fun of me. (laughs) I'm just tired of that too. Like, yeah, you surely there's another guy that you can get with the gun. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so they basically did Deadshot, let's, exact let's, same let's, story. There's another incident of this that I found where two actors were in a were in a movie were in two different movies together that I I felt like I had to point out, which is that Scarlett Johansson and the kid that played Max Keeble from the Max Keeble or Big Move or whatever, they were both in Home Alone, uh, f- <laughs> four three, right, and they were also uh-huh. both in My Brother the Pig, where that little kid is a fan of the LAPD and he turns into a pig and they're granted. They're both children. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to say that Scarlett Johansson was fucking the little boy from Max Keebler's big move. Well, but... I mean, if they're kids, they, maybe they held hands on both sets. You know how these Jesus Hollywood sickos Christ. are. You know how these Hollywood sickos are. 
well, completely has... unsupervised children. I'm saying it's bad. I'm saying it's bad. I'm not. I'm not saying mm-hmm. it's good. I'm he's saying he's not for it. He's not into it. It's he's saying yeah. it happens. He's just saying it happened. I'm just saying it would break my theory to yeah. say they didn't have sex together. Big moves, Max Keeble. No, but you can tell. You can tell after it's... multiple movies they have a little bit of that charisma. In non non sequels. If it's a sequel, then that's a business obligation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But look at Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman. Different movies. They got together. That's all I'm saying. It's inevitable. They had it's to a theory. do it. Yeah. All right. That's so, that is uh, Ramon's theory <laughs> segment. Nice so, anyways, I... they're set up, and they're set up at uh, the beach when they all like you know parachute into this uh, beach that they're going on Cordo Maltese. Also, the name Cordo Maltese. I mean, incredibly I... un Latin American <laughs> name. Yes. Yeah. And I get it because it was a throwaway joke in the Dark, Dark Knight Returns. Returns. Yeah, that's right. It's like when, it's like when they name, you know, uh, like, oh, in Superman, is it's Siegel and Schuster Boulevard. Yeah, right. You know? yeah. It's yeah. like a quick, it's not, it wasn't meant to be like a place that we yeah. really dwell on. Yeah, or like with the comic but book, DC... Suicide Squad going and attack like a place called Shmekistan or someone like that. It's like, <laughs> you can't have that. It just sounds bad. It really sounds phony, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but I, you know, that's the kind of thing DC likes because they don't have to say like it's actually this place. Yeah. Fun fact: uh, apparently, Corto Maltese—I don't know if it's Maltese or Maltese because it's supposed to be like Latin American—but that is the island where uh, Gleb's Robin book is set. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Hey, shout out to Big Gleb. Shout out yeah. to Big, Le- Big yeah. Gleb. Yeah, he's a good Russian. I'll read that. That sounds all right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, I don't uh, think I don't think the politics of imperialism uh, weigh too heavily on that book. No, they don't seem to. It just seems to be an island. Yeah, it's just a cool fighting. I it's just it gets me though because it's like, yeah, in the context of it being a comic. Oh, nice, Corto Maltese, famous comic book, where you have to talk about it over and over yeah, and yeah, over. Yeah. It's like this is insane that they just didn't make up an island. Yeah. Um, you should, also, they I guess just it called was, it Booba. <laughs> like Cuba with a with a B emoji. It was also um in the Batman like nineteen eighty nine movie. Apparently, like it's the front cover of some magazine that Vicky Vale took photos for. That's right. Yeah, uh, Bruce Wayne talks about it. Oh, I saw your pictures of Carlto Coral Maltese. They were good. You do good work. That kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, so Michael Rooker freaks out, tries to escape, and we see them fulfill the promise where they're going to kill the deserters, whatever. But after all these people are slaughtered and Harley Quinn, you know, runs out, does her goofy thing. Um, then we see the B team was sent in. That's when we meet the actual suicide squad. The real guys. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, they, they tricked the, us. Yeah. The, a, the yeah, big names. It was a plot twist there. Yeah. Just, they, they thought, Oh, you remember captain boomerang. You remember Harley Quinn. The, the only problem that I have with that is that, I mean, we've all seen the promotional materials for this movie. And it's not like Captain Boomerang was the feature of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so it was kind of like, um, weird to do for one of these kind of movies to do the fake out, but whatever, you know, I'm not against, I'm not against that part of it. I just think in general, the whole movie's kind of paced weirdly. And yeah. I know this one wasn't Frankenstein together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This well, one was, uh, part of my issue is every time the, like I don't even have that big of a problem with any of the actors, not Marco Roby, not John like not John Cena, not Idris Elba. Any like you could hear 
James Gunn's words coming out of their mouths. Like mm-hmm. nobody, like Idris Elba would never tell anyone to suck a big bag of dicks. No. Yeah. No, yeah. Oh, that was. Not. Yeah. There was that, and there was the John Cena moment where he says, "Because uh, it's dope as fuck," and I was like, it, "Yeah." It, it breaks the character, and it was what I used to have a problem with with Judd Apatow movies, which is everybody talks like they're you know the same Judd Apatow character. Yeah. When they should have different personalities. Yeah, I really feel they got Peacemaker wrong, and that line is exactly it really exemplifies that because yeah, I, I really feel he should have been like a real kind of like mom and apple pie type who is also yes. or also happens to be a psychopath. But instead, exactly. they didn't make him like that. They made them right. sort of like interchangeable party animals. So when they get to that bar, I'm skipping ahead here, but when they get to that bar, they're all chill. And he's like, oh, I like to drink. And he's like downing shots with the rest. And he's like, no, it shouldn't have been like that. He should have been sitting there kind of stoically, like a really stupid Captain America. Like, no, have you got a, have you got a glass of milk, man? Something yes. like that. Like real dumb. Like, uh, and, But there, there's a good kind of joke there. But instead, he comes out with this, this what was the line you just said that he says? Yeah. So there's a, there's yeah. a you know, I've been watching like 2000s wrestling. And uh, the the wrestler like Kurt Angle, I felt like his whole character in that time is like what John what the John Cena Peacemaker one should have been, which is just like wholesome, but then like yeah. also like you said a psychopath, insane, and like yes. just kind of yeah. annoying, you know? Yeah. Like he maybe and, even which, thinks it's like 1969 and he's fighting in Vietnam. Like he really maybe is completely fucking deranged, you know? There and there are parts where he does do that. That's yeah. why it's such a shame. That they ruin it with these moments where it's yeah. just not, it's out yeah. of character That's exactly. for James the character that go, they have done. Absolutely right. James Gunn will go for what he views as the sort of the, the funny line, the pithy line, over any kind of consistent, letting the letting the humor flow from the characters. So he'll just, he'll put these wrong words, these wrong moments of dialogue into these characters' mouths, you know. And there's a bit in Guardians of the Galaxy like that where they set up Drax as this mm, kind of mm-hmm. like lovable kind of oaf. And you really start to warm to him. Having been warned that he's like a real menace, like he's a total warlord, you yeah. start to like him. He's kind of a doofus. And at one point, apropos nothing, he calls one of the characters, I think he calls Mantis, he calls her a whore. And then you're a whore, he says. And that's a James Gunn line. That's not a Drax line. You know what I mean? That's like, it, and all this Entirely, good work that's, yeah. yeah, all this good work that's been put into building up a character that subverts our expectations and is sort of enjoyable and lovable. And you feel quite, you suddenly start feeling quite comfortable around him. He says this terrible word. It's one of those moments where I think that Disney should have actually like pulled on that leash. Yes, for sure. Yeah. And yeah. I, so let's go. Let's let's rewind a little bit because uh, talking about the bar scene, we're skipping over. Like, no, no, no. I, yeah, yeah, I was going to yeah. go back to my notes. Um. So, yeah, then there the B team sent in uh, that song there. Those are people who died plays, which I do like that song. Yeah. It's on one of my like punk rock playlists or whatever. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, I, that's the one thing I will give this movie is like they let james gunn like put in some good songs like Folsom Folsom prison blues it's like a little on the nose but whatever it has like, a that's better all playlist the... than the cobbled up one they put in the original to compete yeah. with guardians of the galaxy yeah. right i wished i wished they would have let you know uh my guy david ayer pick real songs i know he would have got better songs than that yeah also they should have had purple lamborghinis in the movie mm. but whatever that's because that's a banger they should have had the Joker on the speedboat in the movie. That should have been in the fucking movie. So anyways, yeah, we see a bunch of mutilated corpses, and that's it, that was, like, you know... It, I'll talk about it a little bit later, but, the, like, the fact that there's so much Latinos in this movie and they all are just slaughtered with, like, yeah. s- such casual disregard for anything, like, it, 
it really did make me go like, oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it hits different. It hits different in a way that you're not, uh, that I don't think even the general popular audience who was all in on this movie perceived. Um, I feel like if you did it ag- against Muslims right now because of the situation, that the movie would have been kind of canceled. You know I what mean, I mean? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If you yeah. do that in an African country where there is also imperialism, there's also all these fucking things, that movie would have been canceled. Have Have either of you seen Resident Evil 6? No. I don't think so. The game? Oh, the game. Uh, yeah, I think I have. Yeah, but remind me a bit. It, it's, it's, it's... Basically, you have the, the main characters, but in, in this case, the zombies are all African. Oh, yeah. And they I are all this. pretty, yeah. like, capable. They move around. They operate machinery... They're not zombie zombies. Yeah. But I, as I was seeing my uh, friends stream that game, it was incredibly fucked up. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah, incredibly yeah. fucked up to see these two, like, white heroes. Yeah, right. Like, you're playing this, like, big meathead white guy mm-hmm. just going through and just butchering just, yes. like, hordes of Africans. And, and that's, like, right at the beginning of the game. That's, like, the first mission we have to yes. do. It's, it is crazy. It's, it is fucked up. Yeah. And I, I would think that I would say that my theory is that because people view this movie as a critique of what is happening, that people give it a pass, right? Hmm. But but it's still that's still the same. It's still the same thing. Like yeah. you're still yeah, doing the imagery it on, is there either way. Still, like you are yeah. watching all these uh, brown, like varying degrees of brown, because at least props to the quote, like. <laughs> I'm saying props, but like they're showing a a a black Cuban or like a black Colt or Martisan and a, a sort of a brown mustached man dying at the same time. <laughs> like that's technically more Latino that's, that's than, okay. <laughs> than how they usually present uh, yeah. Latinos as like Spanish men yeah. most of the yeah. time. So okay, so then we cut to Idris Elba. He's there because, as I said, Will Smith had an entanglement. Getting jiggy with it. His daughter. That's just a theory, by the way. That is not confirmed. That's not locked down. No love for the haters. I think. I I think at this point is fact. I think it probably is. I think it probably is true. Yeah. Yeah. It occurred. Yeah. Then we're introduced to his daughter, who's a loser. She tried to steal a watch, and they have a whole long conversation about that watch. Like, oh, it's a TV watch. What? Like, okay, whatever. They have another James Gunn conversation about something <laughs> that James Gunn made up. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, I feel like he would know what an Apple Watch kind of thing is, but whatever. Um, Weller threatens to send hit the daughter to max security because she stole the watch. And it's like, oh, wow, that's like how they do people, you know? Mm-hmm. Um if he doesn't join the Suicide Squad, but he does because he loves his daughter, he's trying to do the right thing. Um, then we learn the mission after meeting the second team. Um, and then, you know, yeah, the second team is all like uh, the new guys that we glimpse at at first. So they show like, you know, Ratcatcher, the Polka Dot Man, the Shark, uh, whatever. Um Am I missing someone? That's them, right? Oh, Peacemaker. Yeah, that's 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 them. There is, I will say there was a funny moment in that. There's a joke that did make me laugh where they say that each person has been picked for their unique abilities. 
and they read uh, Peacemakers, and it's literally, literally word for word what they said. Yeah, that like they stole his patter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's yeah. like, what are you talking about? That's literally what I do. <laughs> that that part did make me laugh. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah John got Cena me sells it. I thought Idris Elba sold it yeah, by just deadpanning. I have to reluctantly give Idris Elba some kudos there. Yeah. He, he did sell that moment. It, it is quite funny. He, he straight man like yeah, he did. that's really nice. Literally yeah. what I do. Yeah. <laughs> After he had just been told that he is unique, that there is right. no one else like him. No one has his precise set of skills, and then here's a guy that has exactly that same set of skills. It's I think it's idiot. even funnier because it is all of Deadshot's skills. Yeah. Okay, so then uh I wrote a note that when every character is comedic relief then it stops being comedic relief. Yeah. I guess it's just a comedy. I guess yeah, it's a it's a comedy. Except for like th- when they're all one note, I just I just find it annoying. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Totally. Um, yeah. I will say though, King Shark, delightful guy. Like, yes. If the, my favorite character in the movie because he barely says a word. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, he they tr- they do infantilize him with the nom nom shit, but I'm not overly upset about it. It's like okay, whatever. Nom nom is cringe as a as a phrase together. Anybody on Twitter, I see y'all. If y'all type out nom nom, that's cringe. That nom nom no nom nom. Oh no, cringe. It is absolutely cringe, and it's cringe when the other people say it. But when mm-hmm. the shark says it, I'm like, okay, well, he's just trying Acceptable. to get his shit off. When it's Sylvester Stallone, if it's Sylvester Stallone, maybe, maybe it's yeah. Like, if you yeah, convince maybe. Sylvester Stallone to yeah. say it, and he's confused, he probably like read it. And he's like, oh, hey, no, what's no, this no, nom no. nom? What does yeah, that mean? Uh, I'll, I'll say it, but I don't know what it means. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think, yeah, that, that definitely works in his favor. And <laughs> yeah, I I criticize it because it really does feel like the Groot stand-in. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, I, felt, uh, I felt insulted by his presence, but at the same time, I did find it uh, charming. It did sort yeah. of work. It did sort of work for me. It was obviously pandering, and it was obviously trying to insert some little bit of uh, kind of warmth and cuteness into it. That bit where he's running along the tank and all those little colorful fish are running with him. It's like, all right, this kind of works. But I just knew that James Gunn, being James Gunn, he couldn't help but subvert it and have them being like, little monsters and so we're in a amanda waller's presentation yeah the mission is what really started to you know you know the metal gear solid like yeah. <laughs> yeah yes i'll just insert the noise you know the one yeah yeah, like yeah. that's when my it started like going off like crazy yeah, yeah sound right. drop it. warning yeah the little uh, and you got the exclamation mark over your head as well bing <laughs> yeah so the mission is that cordo maltese is a you know south american island uh, it was run by a family that were friendly to the U.S. Empire, but then was replaced by Luna in a military coup. So, and they're like, oh, so is that the mission is to, like, take down the, the military leader? Like, no, the the mission is to destroy this building that uh, they had uh, Project Starfish in, which is the Starro. Like, they have Starro there, and they show them, like, a clip of uh, the astronauts bringing in this... Uh, alien yeah, that's, starfish. that's later on the oh that's the, later on the luna the clip the, the dictator uh okay. quote unquote he's reviewing the footage but when waller presents it she's she just talks about project starfish and oh, how okay. they need to infiltrate and destroy everything within the jotunheim building yeah so that luna doesn't get access to it yes and so like 
the the thing that gets me about it is they never really say why the military coup is bad. You know, I, well, she I guess, does say that they that they are incredibly anti-American. Yeah, and okay, she also right. Says Except for that. the previous family were bad, but these guys were worse. Uh, these guys. Yeah, they worse. make sure to to like. When writing it, they made sure that the Herrera family had young girls in it, and <laughs> yeah. so when when that family got killed in the coup, that, that that all of a sudden any government that is established after it is immediately uh not legitimate. They, yeah, they hung young girls. Yeah, yeah. So it's it doesn't matter that those girls were complete sympathize. tools of the empire. Yeah, and also were... they were really annoying. Um, yeah, so you, I, so you have to take that into consideration as well. You know, <laughs> the audience just doesn't, just wasn't aware of how annoying those no, girls probably no, were. No, they hid. They, I think they really hid that from the audience, really, so they could get away with this uh, this coup business. Mm-hmm. But, but, but the the thing about it is, like in in media, in in American sort of media, it's sort of a given that the military coup is bad because who does military coup? The bad guys mm-hmm. always. Yeah. They never, they never acknowledge that the politics of the military coup may be, I don't know, communist mm-hmm. or socialist or whatever. Mm-hmm. It, that's never, that's never given in the film. All that we know is that the people who were under the thumb of the U.S. government are are taken out, and then these new people are replaced. So the new people are bad because they are going to get access to whatever the starfish is, you know, be it weapon, mm-hmm. resources, whatever. And they are and, anti-American. And they are yeah. anti-American. So, like, we'll we'll get into that a little bit more later. But it's just framed so much, like when the whenever we hear about in, in this country, Venezuela, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's the playbook. Um, it's the it is the playbook of the CIA. So again, people might say, "Well, this is critical of this." The bad guys are saying this. It's fictional. It's yeah. fictional. They're really bad. But when we get to the ending of the movie. I will discuss why that is bullshit and this is not anti-imperialism. But, uh, so yeah, the squad, uh, do, uh... Yeah, they cut back to the island at that point and we continue sort of the mission. Yeah, they're doing this paramilitary shit where it's like, okay, we have to walk five clicks. And it just, like, (laughs) it's super, like, rote where it's just like, okay, can we just skip this part? Can we just get to... yeah, man. Yeah, like, do we have to? That. They're not bonding. They're just no. they're just walking. Yeah. James it's, it's also funny because like, like Sorry, present no. day, there is no island that has such a pristine coast that you just walk through wilderness <laughs> no. for miles. Like right. they would immediately just have hit a road. They it would have been like uh, a, a little like business selling yeah. fritura. Yeah, like a, a gas it, station. It, it's it also, sort of this idea of the tropical uh, South America slash Caribbean of the 70s, just unchanged, yeah. untouched. Do you remember last year when those dudes from a silver core parachuted mm-hmm. into... Exactly. It's exactly like that. We're like, you think, oh, I could just go down there and They're gonna do walk a mission. through the wilderness. We're going to do a mission. But no, you get down there and immediately you get caught by coast guards. a fisherman who's there. He's like, <laughs> just, yeah. oh, we got these guys right here. Like, I... Yeah, like it's it's just not how that works. But but anyway, like that again, that's and that is also part of the playbook where it's like, no, we want Juan Guaido in there. So whoever's against that is probably bad. It doesn't matter if you're left or right, uh well, not leftist, but you know, 
if mm-hmm. you're if you're lib or conservative or whatever, like it, it, Nancy Pelosi, that was the only time during the Trump presidency when like both sides of the uh, of the aisle stood up and clapped. Is when remember when they introduced Juan Guaido I, at the? I literally can't believe that shit. I, I remember? remember it, but I it's crazy that everyone was clapping. Juan Guaido. Everyone stood up. It didn't matter. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if Bernie was there for that one. I'm gonna say he was. They didn't absent, cut to. But... They didn't cut to him. Yeah. So. Uh, so yeah, so I, I put at this point we're th- we're in 30 minutes, but it feels like a fucking hour. Um, that was when I first checked my watch. Like, okay, what? How long do I have left of this fucking movie? <laughs> um. Yeah, then uh, Bloodsport and Peacemaker, they walk through this little village slaughtering people who are, like, asleep and, uh, like, starting to talk to them. Which, the big joke is, oh no, that's actually the revolutionary squad that we're here to help. Yeah, yeah, that's the hilarious punchline that they, oopsie, oopsie, <laughs> they were actually technically the their allies. Because I'm not even going to say that they're good people or, or no, bad I'm people. No, I'm actually going to say the opposite later. Yeah, but... <laughs> exactly. They're, they are they are the Juan Guaidos. They, yeah, basically, they kill a bunch of Juan Guaido troops. And, and uh, but, but it's beyond, it's beside the point, because basically what it shows is it doesn't matter what side you're on, they're brown-skinned, they die, and then we'll ask questions later, which is, you know, like... It's presented as this cute, fun thing in this movie. Yeah, they're doing they're doing bits throughout every yeah. death. Yeah, like it's it's they're all joke deaths. It they're reminds like... me. It reminds me of Hot Shots Part Two, when they when they, they like the different characters pull out different like joke guns, and when one gun has like <laughs> a has like a punching like a boxing glove. But yeah. that stuff was great. They yeah, they decided to rocks. do that, but with actual. <laughs> brutal violence yeah uh, expecting the same result yeah so then uh, that's when the peacemaker does the dopest fuck line that i made a note of that fucking annoyed me then we see a neat uh starro brain sucking scene i did think the starro stuff looked cool yeah yeah in those moments you were like oh i'm actually watching a comic book thing yeah, Dan, what did you feel about the star? You thought it looked cool? Or uh, I felt horrified by it. I felt so fucking gross. I felt so grossed out. Like, see, my whole take on this film was not exactly like this. It was more of a kind of a visceral response of um, physical horror. Like, I felt really, <laughs> I felt really like I'd ingested some poison. And I'll tell you what, as well, right? I have basically been sick for the two weeks since I've watched it. I'm That's not even right. fucking kidding, man. I had an eye infection, and then I had a tooth infection, and then my stomach fucking hurts. And I entirely blame James Gunn for that. I thought that it's a reaction to the film. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was a really bad negative reaction to the film. I, Your I body's that, been trying to push it I out. It's been trying to reject it. I feel kind of like going through it now in this kind of blow by blow way. I, I feel sweaty thinking about it. I feel sort of feverish and and gross. There's this word uh, that summed it up for me: squamous. You know, which just sort of means like kind of sickly and vile, and everything, every element of it embodied that kind of gross sensibility and what you're talking you're talking about hot shots part deux the cool thing about that is is that is that's full of it's full of dumb gross out moments but it all feels kind of cheap and so there's no effect whereas this yeah the, everyone's the, everyone's mm. goofy in that yeah one, exactly right. the production values of this is they are so good that every <laughs> every horror every horror you can imagine is there on the screen in beautiful detail, in pristine detail. Right. So when you're talking about it's different. It's different than trauma, kind right? Of stuff, yes, it's exactly, where it comes from. Right. Right. Exactly. It's right. It's cartoonish violence. Right. If this, this is... was like rubber monsters, 
and like obvious yeah. like cheesy fucking extras getting iced you wouldn't care you'd be like this is hilarious you know what i mean but well, i think about like kill bill the first one yeah when she's just fucking going off killing motherfuckers left and right and their blood spray is so over the top yeah, right right exactly that right, you're yeah. like okay this is there's like a thrill to this because it's aesthetic yeah it's not it's not presented as like a real thing yeah which is I, I had which a, is i had such a strong like i had a strong really strong res- response against that starro creature there was something about those mini starros kind of coming out of its armpit coming out of that yeah, kind of ba- you know that baleen that whales have like just kind of flying out <laughs> yeah. just like that is so vile that is so like what kind of monstrous imagination like i felt i watched i felt like I felt like a little old lady, like a frightened little old lady, who's sort of <laughs> overwhelmed. It's like this is this is so offensive. I felt so offended, you know. Yeah, um, I, as a fan of like you know Alien and the Thing and all that kind I of love stuff, all I that like shit, man. I fucking love. All I that like shit. it. I like those things. They're gross as yeah, fuck. Yeah, yeah, I love them. The, Absolutely love them. The Starros. Yeah, but but yeah, co- contrasted with like you said, the actual and also if the violence was not like. This weird. If there was no weird political, yes, like, right. Side, yeah, yeah. Then I wouldn't. I wouldn't care at all. Yeah. I'd like, like, give me yeah, more it's, of it's, that. It's not just doing like kind of cheese ball excessive violence. It's kind of trying to say something. And the thing that's yeah, trying right. to say is fucking stupid. You know, like, like <laughs> if, I I... Think, if I think about a film like RoboCop, RoboCop is supremely fucking nasty and it revels in its nastiness. But the oh thing is God. that Paul Verhoeven takes on something that he right. really, really wants to say, and he says it. He manages to fucking say it. And he uses the I, medium of ultraviolence to get it across, right? I thought about Verhoeven also for uh, Starship Troopers, right? Which yes, is perfect. very anti-imperialist. Exactly. Yes, it's very anti-imperialist, but it managed to do that without slaughtering dozens of brown people. Yeah, and in fact, it it centers the fact that they're being completely, you know, whitewashed out of history right. in the movie right. as part of what it's saying. Yeah, and it does it with having these gross ass creatures. Yeah. Uh, also like pretty hyper realistic for what it is and it, it just does it so well yeah that and when you watch really something much... like robocop or fucking starship troopers and then you watch something like this yeah. which is i think he's influenced by that stuff sure. but in a very dumb yeah non like he hasn't thought about these no. things no that's exactly right and like he he's he's he also there is this quality there's a neurotic quality of james gunn so when he's doing this stuff he kind of wants to wink at you as well so you're in on the joke like he doesn't really want to. He wants to gross you out, but not alienate you too much. Paul Verhoeven wants yeah. to convince fucking... you that you're a sicko too. Yeah, ex- yeah, bingo. That's exactly right. You're you are implicated in what he's doing. Whereas like Paul Verhoeven, he's not winking at you. He doesn't care if you fucking get it or not. He's just he's going to make <laughs> yeah. it anyway. You know. You have you have John yeah. Cena telling you that that guy exploding was dope as fuck. Yo, Jesus yeah. Christ! Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just and and also that that was really his ally. Cute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. When when I oh. initially saw that Starro was going to be in the movie, like I don't know if I saw <clears throat> something on Twitter about it, uh, and I started to see some of the violence. I was like, "Oh, these are Starroed people. These are secretly like you'll yeah. like reveal, open their chest. They got stars on them, right. or some shit." Mm. And all the leaders of this nation, this is like secretly a Starro nation. 
And I thought the little stars would be on the back of their neck or something, you know, something like that. I'm just, I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I, I was, hidden, I was in my head imagining yeah. what this movie could have been yeah. before watching it. Basically, you remember the fairies in a uh, Seven Soldiers of Victory? Yeah. I thought it was gonna be that. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, ah, I wasn't going to love the visuals of the violence, but I was gonna be like, those aren't people anymore. Yeah, yeah, like, what's well, mm-hmm. just to say? Also, the political, the political implications is why I like. Something like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, where there's, you know, I guess sometimes there's some politics to it, but mostly it's just, it's violence for the sake of chaos and violence. And I like chaos and yeah. violence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Love, I, I <laughs> like, fucking love all those I'm a little well. twisted, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know? I, I heard you're a little bit twisted. And I got to say, I'm a little bit <laughs> twisted as well, right? <laughs> Even more so over the course of this conversation. And I love those things. And I was I was kind of surprised. I don't know if you're as twisted as me, but no, you're kind of twisted. No, no, no one's <laughs> I'm not no, even going to try and compete. I am no. a baby. Yeah, you're a nice, you're a nice guy, Dio. Now, come on. I'm but, a nice Dio, lad. You're not like the actual Dio. You're not a you're not a beast. No, that Dio. guy's no, fucking no. twisted, man. Jesus. I bought his out. I bought his greatest hits when I was in high school because I thought there was going to be like more Holy Divers and Rainbow in the Darks. And once I got past those two songs, like, oh, this sucks. But I remember I bought it because I was like, it was called the Beast of Dio, oh, and it was like Satan on the cover. That's and I'm awesome. like, dude, this is gonna be so dark and yeah. fucking twisted. It and it really was neither up. of those. Things. You thought you were gonna have to like hide it under your bed, but you just left it out afterwards. Hoping. I literally, I left it at my friend's house, and he's like, "You want this back?" I'm like, "Nah, I keep it." <laughs> yeah, I, I, it, but in my head, I was, I was ready to justify all of the visual violence yeah. under the under the guise of this is an alien takeover. That's right. These people that they're going right. through cult or Maltese. Yeah, exactly. These people have been co-opted and zombified. They are not people anymore. So, but it wasn't the case. Well, in a sense, that's all true. The alien takeover, though, just happened to be uh, U.S. imperialists. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Ooh. that's beautiful. Actually. Whoa. You're really yeah, on fire. So, so then we cut to then we cut to um, Harley Quinn. She's with Luna. He finds her on the beach. Oh, also, this was a point where I was like, "Oh, this movie's pretty good." I haven't seen much Harley Quinn in it, and then literally, it's like <laughs> yeah. becomes the Harley Quinn oh, show geez, for like uh, an hour, and I'm yeah. like, "Oh my god, what happened?" I, I have to Bring say, back I, uh, Peacemaker. I left some of that because it was so fucking boring and stupid. You stepped out. I did. I, I had to leave because it was like. This isn't going to be funny, and I already know it's going to go on too long. I already know it's it's not going to be good, and it's going to be boring, and it's going to go on for about an hour. And I came back in after about I must have been about twenty minutes, and it was still fucking going on. So I don't I don't want to watch this film. I can't escape this fucking film. Oh man! So Har- Harley Quinn, you know Luna, the uh, the leader of the military the, coup, the that debonair took over dictator. Muscles. Yeah, very cool guy, very pimp. Uh, says, you know what? I, f- I fuck with this white chick. <laughs> you show a Latino, uh, a bisexual white woman with mental health issues. They're like, damn, okay. Yeah, yeah I think we could work with something here. Did you get yeah. the whole, you inspire us. You inspire me and my people. Did you get that? Uh, that was disgusting. He really did. He was like, yeah, I didn't understand You symbolize anti-American yeah. fervor. And, and she's like, and she's like, okay, well, I don't really, but okay. <laughs> You know he was mean? simping on such a great. I mean, that was just a lie. I don't think he really meant it. Oh, okay. <laughs> but he, 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 he was basically wrong. saying that no, like, he, his people were saying that the they should get married for PR I, reasons. Yeah. I think the idea was it's like, what if you were my Evita? Mm, you know. Mm-hmm. But it would it would require audiences to know about the story, and you know, yeah. s- instead it's just like, oh, I love you. <laughs> so 
he starts talking about like I would do anything for you. He starts simping real hard. He goes, I'd do anything for you. I kill anybody, man, woman, or child or whatever. It's like damn dude, like you're laying it on pretty thick, but I think you're I think you're gonna hit. And he did. He did. You know, yeah. and, and credit to him. Yeah. He, he got did. it in he once. Did. He got it in. And then she shoots him and like again, like the blood it's not like she shoots him and there's like a lot of blood. It's like a realistic amount that it's like, yeah. oh, yeah. okay. That yeah. felt like seeing a real death. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. It was a realistic amount. And he crawls along the floor in a realistic way, leaving this trail. He's dying for like a realistic yeah. amount of time. She doesn't blow his head clean off his shoulders, you know? No. Or blow him up with she a bazooka sh- or something fucking dumb and OTT like that. No, she just she just shoots him and it's just completely almost played straight. Like Crazy. if you accidentally catch some snuff on Facebook or something, it would look a little like that. <laughs> yeah. He's playing it straight and she's just talking about her mental health issues. And I'm like, what is happening <laughs> yeah. right now? She's talking about and red flags like it's a Twitter thread again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 She yeah. basically starts tweet threading him in the middle of it <laughs> about like about how she has to avoid toxic people in yeah. her life. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's absolutely crazy. But it, it's one of those things though where it's like uh you know, have have you seen people complaining about the dogs in Afghanistan? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. The pets. Yeah, yeah. It reminds me so much where, where like you're you're bringing these liberal sensibilities from like first world problems of like, no, who's gonna feed those dogs? It's like, yo, people are getting bombed to death over there. Yeah. They have been for twenty years. Yeah. Who gives a fuck about a, a bunch of dogs? It's like she's talking about this shit. She's centering her, you know, inner her her personal issues, and she's putting it above like the fact that she just killed a world leader. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, no, they get to have their cake and eat it, too, in terms of, like, regime change. It wasn't wasn't because uh, uh, an American political decision that we killed him. It was because of bad feelings. Bad vibes. Yeah, bad vibes. Just giving you some red flags. Yeah, he was toxic. He had to go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so then we cut to the general who takes his place, General Suarez. After after she shoots him, they, they sort of apprehend her. Yeah, and then yeah, and the general gets, and now they've they've had like kind of a normal Latino guy. They now get to have a much more kind of cartoonishly villainous one with like a big yeah. Mustache. They get to have the full military yeah, Fidel the El Castro Pre- look. El Presidente, the El Presidente guy, exactly, with the, with the, exactly. Yeah. 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 It's funny. Every single member, every single member in his military had a perfect handlebar mustache. Yeah, that's sick. yeah. I need to. I'm. I, I'm still thinking. I might shave my shit to if a handlebar. I was a dictator. That would be it. the first rule of my military. Yeah. <laughs> um, so and then and then he starts spitting some actual truth, which is that unless they have access to the Starro program, which we now know is the alien who like fucking mm-hmm. face hugs people, that unless they have that, there is no reason why China or the U.S. or randomly Russia, because this movie is Russia phobic. Naturally. Um. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, that's a, that's a very lib thing to yeah. assume that Russia of is going to go all the way across the Atlantic Ocean to take them over for for like like all they do is they're they're a, you know they're an oil <laughs> they're a petro state they're a bunch of petro state goons what the fuck use do they have for the starfish the big starfish <laughs> the big starfish it's stu- it's so stupid it's not a yeah. power source it it is really just a, a problem. <laughs> yeah, they but but the I think the the reason it's in the line is in the movie to add Russia is because it's just like well they're a boogeyman. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know. Totally, yeah. Yeah. And, and lumping America in with China and Russia is it's all just like fair play, you know what I mean? It's like okay, well, you know, we're acknowledge that there but then Russia also bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so stupid. Classic li- classic liberal shit. 
but but they you know they he correctly acknowledges unless they have some sort of resource that is a threat to the empire there's no reason why they would treat him with anything resembling dignity Mm -hmm. and i think that's that's key to the understand that's that's a real world truth but they're having it spouted by a military dictator in in a sinister tone this is a sinister fact that's right it's his evil plan remember when they told gaddafi to give up the the weapons nothing bad will happen you remember what happened when he gave away the the weapons? <laughs> they fucking they hung him up. Yeah. Uh, o- Obama said, uh, "Thank you." <laughs> yeah, then they got rid of his ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah. the same reason why it's the same reason why Kim Jong Un is correct to develop a nuke and uh, threaten people with it. He believed that they declared him dead <laughs> the, the, in the, the news. Like Kim Jong Un was dead for like a did. week, and yeah, I died, just saw yeah. a picture of him looking great. Yeah. <laughs> oh well. I think he died as a bit. I think. It was just... <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was, it he was, just went on vacation. Reason, He's like, told the tell the American media I died. Yeah. It's the same reason he develops a nuke. It's just patter. It's just it's just banter. <laughs> it's just patter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just <a> laugh. <laughs> Dan, Dan, you almost died. You felt like he stole your patter. Uh, yeah. <laughs> As a bit. As a bit. Yeah. yeah I was like, fuck you, King Jong. Whichever one you are, man. I'm furious. I'm fucking furious. You're turning over to Deb. He stole my pattern. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm sitting there dying of COVID. That was my bit. <laughs> oh oh man. man. So so yeah. Now we have now we have the mean mean military dictator. Yeah. At, and at four, at 54 minutes, I feel like I get it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm only watching this for review purposes. That's what I wrote on my note. I'm like. All right, I'm only watching this because Daniel said that we should watch it. I, I and I think um, we, we we've said a lot of what we what we had to say. Like no, at no, no, this point, they're trying though, to like no, some, capture Peter some, Capaldi. Who's Peter Capaldi? The thinker. The the brain oh, man. The yeah, yeah. Oh, but yeah. So like uh, I wrote this. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So then we get a long unnecessary rat catcher two backstory. What I thought was long and unnecessary. It turned out actually very relevant. Um, yeah kind of yeah and it, it just it reminds me again of the same thing with harley where we center the importance on like these personal traumas and grievances right. over any kind of collective struggle right. like d- her whatever she's got going on internally with her dad is much more important than the cordo maltesians that they have been slaughtering yeah. like what if what if one of those people had a fucking daughter does that matter or no <laughs> yeah <laughs> like exactly. they're so yeah yeah um also, um, it reminds me of all the news stories now that U.S. is pulling out of Afghanistan where it's like, oh, we want to show you like one or two people who've had a sad life. So, like, actually, we should stay there because we're not finishing the mission because these people, you know, they, their dog died like, you know, five years ago or whatever. It's just stupid. Like, it's it's this is the classic uh, manufacturing consent move, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, anyways. They go to the bar. That's where we get the great bar scene that great Dan referenced scene. earlier. Great scene. Um, they all do goofy dancing. Yep. And I said, James Gunn must be stopped in my notes. <laughs> that's right. That's exactly right. Because that's just another classic thing where it's like, okay, this thing's dying a little bit. We're an hour in. Uh, I've had a poorly structured, poorly paced movie. Uh, dancing. Yeah. Let's get the dancing going. Let's let's have um, a funny scene that can be turned into a meme, maybe that could maybe yeah, end up let's, on. Let's we need to get the gifts gift. in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, John Cena's dancing in a funny way. Oh, there's Idris Elba. Oh, this is such a fucking laugh. Yeah, Polka Dot Man is having a good time. That's right. With his oh, no. mom. His his. That's right. All of his mothers are there. Ha ha ha. 
Yeah, the polka dot man guy. I like. I think they wanted him to be like very twisted seeming, yeah. but he just seemed like kind of like a like a loser. Yeah, like a, just, yeah. You know. yeah like again, yeah. again, it's James Gunn want... wanting uh, like wanting to have us in on the joke or like making us feel like we're also sickos. But I don't get it. I don't hate my mom like that. No. I don't. I love my. Mom. I did not have that kind of sentiment towards my mom at all. No. And it's funny yeah, the person like that they cast, so... the person that they cast to play his mum, who's everywhere, kind of looks like what you might imagine James Gunn's mum would look like. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like physically, she's she's she kind of looks like him, you know. So I wonder. This movie's fat phobic. We got. Oh, also it is fat. That, it, is, it is fat phobic. It is misogynistic. It is uh, yeah. shite. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the uh, yeah, they, yeah, the Cordo Maltesian army. They come in. They check for papers. Uh, Rick Flag, who I don't. know. Oh yeah, they met him at the. Uh, yeah, they picked Rick him up at the, at the camp, at the resistance yeah. camp. He joined the party at the resistance. Rick camp. Flag makes no impression at, on my mind at all. I forget he's in this film. I keep interposing, interposing the... him with uh, with John Cena, maybe a little bit with Nathan <laughs> Fillion. I'm like, is that Nathan Fillion? I've drawn Nathan Fillion hundreds of fucking times, and I kept looking at Nathan uh, at Rick Flag and going, is that Nathan Fillion? I couldn't. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I heard Nathan Fillion was in this movie. Where who is he? He is a guy yeah. who can split himself up into lots. He's of... He's the guy whose arms yeah. pop off. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, there That's you go. That. <laughs> Another bit. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was a classic bit. Um, yeah, they like John Cena and Idris Elba and who and Rick Flag, like the three the three macho men. They get captured, yeah. quote unquote, while uh, Ratcatcher and Polka Dot Man are taking Peter Capaldi out. Yeah. Right. Out yeah. of the, the establishment. The, yeah. Where, by the bus? way, this whole time King Shark. Should have been like you know I would have I would have forgiven a lot of this if King Shark was there if he had been dancing in the, in bar? the club yeah absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. It, it would have felt less fat phobic if you had a thick king like yeah, King yeah, Shark yeah. In, yeah, that, sure. yeah. in the mix but instead they make him sit in the car because this movie is fat phobic cool <laughs> wow very cool very cool fat guy can't dance okay cool great <laughs> um, anyways um, I think this is where I got up up to where I got to with my notes so. Oh, really? At that, at this point, uh, like my memory of the movie is gonna get a little blurry. It's gonna be like on my first watch. Sure, you. It's been a few weeks since you watched it. Yeah. So uh, yeah, then at this point, um, oh yeah, they kill all their yeah. Peacemaker, Flag, and Elba are captured by exactly three guys, <laughs> <laughs> one yeah. for each of them. So they kill them, and then uh, they they say that Harley is likely being tortured. So then they race off to save Harley Quinn. Oh yeah, they do the um, rescue. Then, then, then I say it's funny to see abuse against white women being played as tragic when they've killed dozens of brown-skinned people for laughs. Yeah, women especially, in that camp. Like there was plenty of women there. Especially in a movie that I've heard is a critique of imperialism, where it's, yeah, it's just more of this like, oh, the white the white people are important because we know them. Now at this point, no, but at this point, disposable. the Suicide Squad have teamed up. With the rebels on the island, haven't they? The guys that, that want to take power, right? The, one, the, the guys who. Well, yeah, yeah they've right. killed most of them. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, they have. Did any of them get a name, even? No. no. Not even the not, one ship. No, that's who, right. Not uh, even the woman who explains the whole situation to them and sort of fills them in. She doesn't get a name. I think her well, name she, is like so Soul something. Oh, oh actually, that's funny. Name. She's Her name's Soul. The guy's Luna. Uh, fucking yeah. James um, Gunn thinks that's... he's fucking clever. Yeah. Man. I don't think he's. I don't think he thought about that at all. Yeah. <laughs> but then the big monster is called Staro, so there is kind of a connection. Mm. Soul, Luna, Staro. Oh, wow. 
Oh, it wow. is very thought-provoking, so, actually. I, I detect a little bit of sarcasm, but if you think about it, it's actually very good. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, continue. there's a great Pixie song right? that mercifully plays on the radio. I love that song. Um, so then I just kind of got caught up in the music. I just stopped watching the movie. My mind went blank. Mm. <laughs> you just close oh, your eyes. No, no, that's not true. Because in that scene, we, we see uh, King Shark rip a guy in half. Yeah. And that looks sick. <laughs> Again, if the movie was filled with more, if it was just a King Shark movie, I'm on board. You got me. But, you know, I, I, I would have enjoyed that more, I think. Definitely. Particularly if, if it was that sort just, of monosyllabic throughout, if it was just sliced alone by muttering these lines. Yeah, that would have been, been all right. Yeah. If it was two hours of a CGI shark muttering Sylvester yeah. Stallone lines, ripping people in half, I don't even care about the politics yeah. of the movie. Just give me that movie. Yeah. Yeah, exactly Shark. right. That is just now it is stupid enough to be enjoyable. Yeah, and then I might make a I might make a, a case that it's very anti-imperialistic. Yeah, because it's so dumb. Yeah. yeah, having a shark be a protagonist of a film would actually be very uh, environmentally conscious. I agree. It's very progressive. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it would not be fat phobic because no. he's the hero. No. Then all humans technically are open season. So SS breaks into Jotunheim or whatever. And is it Jotunheim? Yeah. Uh, inside, we find that the thinker is like a sadistic, mad scientist. Yeah. He's like a, what is it, Goebbels? Is he the doctor that was doing the... Mengele. No, Mengele. Mengele. Yeah. Mengele. I shouldn't be, like, that's that's kind of sus to, like, know the names. <laughs> <laughs> is it? But, you well, know, you learn about bit. history. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, excuse well, me, I'll we, put some respect on Mengele's name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We do that's learn about Dr. history. That's Dr. Mengele to you. <laughs> <laughs> if you. If you don't fucking mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that's actually the... That's actually the hero of the new Hulk book that's coming out from Marvel that writes <laughs> six months. Yeah, I don't think the writer knows that yet, but... They're, yeah. they're taking a new direction after the Hitler thing has run its course. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's a plot of Timeless. Regu- regular Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> the, the incredible Mengele. <laughs> Here he comes. Is he man or is he monster or is he both? You know? <laughs> Who can say? Oh my god! <laughs> um, yeah, very unforgivable. The experiments that he's doing yes. on on the Cuban. He's people. like cut people in half. He's put the staros. He's just like testing what staros yeah. are really. Capable also, they of say whatever. at one point the zombified uh, Zara, uh, staro humans say uh, he had his way with us, and he's sort of like, oh, he's right, like, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, I sort of did actually. Yeah, I've been raping them. <laughs> uh, <well, laughs> okay, <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> James Gunn's like, yeah, people are gonna love this. You nailed it. <laughs> um, did you ever see that movie Overlord? By who? Danny? Starring who? Uh, starring Wyatt uh, Russell. Starring. It was. It was the. Uh, it was the World War Two Nazi zombie movie. It came out a couple yeah. years ago. I recommend it. Uh, less offensive. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, it's irrelevant. You guys haven't seen it, but it's cool. You can, you can, they, uh, they also they also do they also do like you know experiments on people and it, they do all that stuff. But I felt like it, in that movie it worked a little bit better because it is so like genre. Yeah. yeah. Whereas I mean, this one I get it. It's a genre. It's a science fiction comedy, body horror. Uh, 
it's a mixed bag of bullshit. Yeah. So, so that's that's what also my problem with it is like pick a lane. Yeah, this like, is way too I'm close to home. Uh, movies that are about like Nazi zombies. It's free for all. It's sure, easy. whatever. Yeah. yeah, that's inherently yeah. schlock. You are saying that up front. You're saying this is B movie crap, and this was trying it's to have like it if you try to do this. If you want to do this at the Marvel, they would have been like, no, no, no. We do a very bland thing. Like, cook this food and give it to the people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what the hogs want. You yeah. know what I mean? That's why this movie didn't make any fucking money. People weren't trying to see this shit. Yeah, and uh, and honestly, like, people uh, sub, like people have cooled on the Guardians of the Galaxy movies a bit. But I think uh, Marvel was doing a great job at reining these terrible impulses yeah, definitely. from James Gunn. Absolutely. Absolutely. For James yeah, Gunn. For sure. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. Sure. yeah. Like here's a science fiction comedy. Go make your little it's science space. fiction comedy. It's aliens. Get back yeah. to us. When they yeah. explode, yeah. it's green goo. Oh yeah, yeah. And kids, right. kids have to like it. It's basically you have you are making these two children's movies, so you can't go too far. And I think that benefited him very well. Imagine, imagine when Marvel saw that he wanted to do like a Pixie song on the soundtrack. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> We're not paying Frank Black any amount of money. No, Marvel was like, uh, yeah, we're gonna need some Sufjan Stevens. <laughs> they got they got Michael Jackson in the thing. Yeah, a, l- a less problematic guy. So at, at so, this point, so yeah, the, we see the Mangala. The Suicide the Squad Mangala is thinker. like discovering the the true they crime. They find out that the U.S. is actually the bad right. guy. Ooh, that yeah. that they're not good. Ooh, major anti imperialism. Yeah, yeah, now I get it. Now I get what he's going for. Yeah. <gasps> Yeah. Oh, so because we were funding them, we were bad, yeah. and then Flag freaks out because despite the fact that he's deep into the intelligence agency, he's been running these black op missions for I don't know how long. I mean, at least two movies. Uh, but he, he, they imply that he's a seasoned veteran of this. Yeah. He's never. It never occurred to yeah. him that the, that they're that they're bad. See, but Waller respect respect to Rick Flag on the in the first movie, he was really doing it for that crazy witch pussy. Yeah. Well, yeah. You have to respect. Yeah, that. he couldn't couldn't live without it. Had to had to do it. <laughs> um. Yeah. This movie. He's like much more idealistic, and when he finds out, he takes a hard drive from the, the one hard drive with all the information <laughs> for a decade. Yeah, the one the USB research. stick. The one USB. He takes it out of the computer, and he's like, "I'm gonna give this to CNN." <laughs> I'm gonna tell the world. What? bro yeah. what and th- like like he suddenly decides he's gonna become like uh snowden or chelsea manning or something like who are, who are you gonna give that to this was the line this is a this is a universe where superman is com like regularly demonized by the media superman mm-hmm. what the fuck is rick flag yeah. gonna do <laughs> i get what they're going for they want like the rorschach moment yeah. where he's like this is all wrong i'm gonna expose <laughs> this and then peacemaker shoots him <laughs> immediately because peacemaker i i guess the i guess it's a subtle revelation that i guess peacemaker was the plant on the inside yeah, from it, Waller. that was his his that, mission his mission was yeah, yeah. Like he was never actually a but suicide you see how much guy. better He's, you see how much better that revelation would have been had he been whiter than white throughout had he been this real mom and apple pie like borderline stupid borderline a simpleton even and at the end mm-hmm. it turns out that he is the plant he is the guy who's been looking for this hard drive all along anytime i'm watching a film like this i'm always trying to make these little edits to kind of improve it and kind of nudge it over the line and make it all right Ugh. 
Anyway, you're, you're being an so, optimist, yeah. basically. I, a little bit, yeah, and an editor as well. I'm slightly editing it as I go, but it doesn't work. Yeah, I like you know because I understand the character because like you know we've all read Watchmen yeah. and you know Pax Americana yeah. now where we get the idea of this character, what he's supposed to be mm-hmm. in theory, but this movie does a bad job at doing yeah. that because the movie doesn't actually disagree with him. I don't no, think. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. No. Like, it, it yeah, even his, at like, the end of it, they're like, yeah, right. Well, let's get, let's, we'll get to that. We'll yeah. get to that. Let me, let me just go on. So they, they, uh, um, there's a big fight, dumb action. Uh, Starro breaks free. Uh, yeah. Starro breaks free and the rebellion, from earlier kills the military coup people. I love that part yeah, well, where they walk into the military, like the, the fucking room where all the military officials are and they just walk in and kill them casually with AK 47s. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's so fucking funny. Cause it's like, okay, these are the good guys, but they're like, they given us no reason why other than it's for the people. And they, and they haven't showed us why that's different from what the previous right. uh, administration did. Any of the last two, mm-hmm. they, they've all, they, everybody says they're for the people. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody goes into power saying, I'm, yeah, I'm in this for just me here. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so goofy. So, uh, yeah, so- they, they slaughter the, uh, the military coup. Mm-hmm. I want to say that they're socialists. I want to say they kill Castro in that moment. Yeah. There's, there's, there's no, um, there's no actual policy mentioned, but you got to assume. That's. Yeah, no, that's the funny thing about that, Daniels. I wrote a note of that. There is literally no mention of actual politics of these people. Because if you do that, then you're picking a yeah. side. But if you don't do that, you can imply whatever you want to that. You could say, actually, no, the people that just gunned them down, they're the the good, like they're the ones with the politics that I agree with. They're only killing anti-Americanism. Yeah. So then, a uh, big Starro breaks out. He's huge now. He destroys everything and possesses and all says, of the other people who were alive all the military like he shoots ton of stars out of his armpits Ugh. yeah and the suicide squad minus a few that have died in this have uh they've gotten out and amanda waller is like all right well time to go home like you know you got the hard drive we're no we no longer give a shit um but but because these are good uh intelligence officers they're not they're not like just stooges they have a conscience. Yeah, they got some heart. Uh, one of the people in the room. Uh, yeah, it keeps cutting back to these people in this room, by the way. They like were the ones Steve who were, like, initially and... betting on who would die. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and then yeah, they the have nerds like back a... at Mission Control. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Mission Control yeah. nerds, they, they finally are like, wait a minute. Oh, we are bad. You know, like, even though they've been doing this, like, this is not the no. first mission. This is not the first Suicide Squad mission. This it's is, been going on for years. It just, at this it point. Is, yeah. Yeah. It's it's just so yeah. crazy to me that this movie wants to be like, oh no, no, no. Like this is the one time we did something bad. Yeah, we've gone to Amanda gone Waller is, this time. Yeah, but Amanda Waller is like yeah. evil in this movie. Like they really have her play up the fact that she's not good, you know? Yeah, and the point of that so character anyways. is that like or at least as I under have have understood her in her different appearances, is that she's supposed to serve like the ultimate good. Right. What's what's funny is Amanda Waller in this moment is saying, "Let's leave. I don't care anymore." Yeah, Starro can just this eat day. this island. Yeah, and, but we have to stay and finish the mission, guys. 
We can't be like Joe Biden in Afghanistan. We have to stay here, even though we created this problem. Like we we created the problem in the first place. We have to put down this problem before we go. Otherwise, how could we live with ourselves? Mm-hmm. You know, that would be bad. So the good imperialists they stay. They finish the mission. Then a bunch of dumb shit happens, <laughs> and and Ratcatcher Two says this city isn't yours. This city isn't ours. This city is theirs. Uh, and then the rats overrun the Starro horde. And then we cut to a flashback to her dad again, who's played by the Thor yeah. director? Boy? Yeah. Taiki Waititi? <laughs> yeah, Taiki yeah. Waititi. Who makes some For good sure. movies. I loved his Hitler yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. That guy does a good Hitler. <laughs> <That's> a, <laughs> that, was a, that was a normal Norm, Hitler. Normal Hitler. <laughs> basic, your basic Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, if, listen, if Joe... Not Joe Bennett. If <laughs> Al Ewing made that thing, I'd be like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you have to say, good Hitler. That's a good Hitler. Yeah. Yeah. Jojo, Jojo Bennett. <laughs> Jojo Bennett. <laughs> um, anyways. So then he explains, she says like, father, why rats? And he says, rats are the lowliest and most despised of all creatures. Uh, but if they have a purpose, so do we all. Mm. It's like, oh, yeah. so the movie is saying we're rats. That's right. Yeah. Like, yeah. we are rats. We're controlled by this one figure, this one Portuguese chick with a wand or yeah. whatever. And if we all do what she says, Everything will be we true. have a purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. As opposed to Starro, who is this perfect representation of collectivism mm, mm-hmm. where they don't, there's no leader. It, they all feed into the same purpose. They all have the same psyche. They all have, they all share the same traumas when they rape one of them, they rape all of them. Mm-hmm. And they, the bigger, the more they get, the bigger they get as a group, yeah. the bigger, more powerful they become as a figure. But what's more important, that concept or the idea of the rats that just Rat nod catcher. everything yeah. com- mm-hmm. only there to feed individually you know and it's it is the perfect neoliberal sort of message to be for the rats against this idea of this big cosmic collective you know uh entity Mm -hmm. that you're a part of you're part of something bigger than yourself no 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 every rat is important Rat catcher is about enforcing the caste system (laughs) exactly uh so harley uh, gets her hero moment by like diving into Starro's eye with this javelin that the javelin guy gives her earlier. Very, very dumb thing. It was confusing to me too because I was, you know, feverishly taking notes as I often do. And there, when she's killing all the Latinos earlier in the movie and she finds her javelin, she pulls it out and there's like all this design stuff around it. So I thought it, she pulled it out of like the ether. So I thought it was some like special javelin. My friend was like, no, 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 that was it's just joke everything. It's a joke javelin. I was like, oh, this javelin's a joke? Okay, well, never disregard my... <laughs> disregard hang on, this. Hang on a second. Was it not a special javelin? I thought it was a special it, javelin. It's not a special it's javelin. It's just the javelin that the, oh, I know that the, the javelin German that the, guy had I know at it's the, the beginning javelin. of the movie. No, I knew. I know it's the javelin that the javelin guy had. <laughs> but I thought it was a magic javelin that had, like, destiny. Like, I, it, absolutely it was a javelin not. Destiny. Just... I thought... It's just a... I think that was the joke, It's a Dan, joke that javelin? That he says it... It's just a javelin. But is it a joke javelin? <laughs> it's a joke javelin. <laughs> well, it's not made of rubber. <laughs> <laughs> I 
what's, what's the <laughs> deal with this javelin, man? What's all javelin we are we to, talking hey, about? Listen, we need to stop all javelins till we get to the bottom of what's yeah, really going on Yeah, we got to figure out this javelin thing, man. I'm very confused. I definitely thought it was, I had no idea that it was. Uh, I thought it was a mystical javelin. I didn't know it was a joke. I thought it was a mystical yeah. javelin for the whole thing because it does I have thought, all this you know, I thought it was on. like. I thought it was like a spear yeah, of destiny, spear of destiny javelin. Type thing. Exactly right. Yeah. 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 I thought it was like the bullet in yeah, Seven Soldiers right. of Victory. A exactly lance right. of Long Longinus. Yes, the lance of Longinus. Long, but Long, it's neither it's of these that. things. It's just a javelin. It's, it's a, a joke. joke it's javelin. a fucking joke javelin. It's a bit I, javelin. I don't know what to fucking say. It's about literally this. the punchline to a joke nobody cared about at the beginning oh, of the movie. That was very annoying. I'm so disappointed. It's Chekhov's um, javelin. It is Chekhov's javelin. Yeah, this sucks. So Suarez, who again, I this is why I believe he's a communist leader. Is you know he gets the Starro. He's part of Starro, mm-hmm. and he says, and so does Starro, that when that I was happy, floating, staring at the mm-hmm. stars. You know yeah. what I mean? Like there, it was. They were in heaven when they were together. When they were out there. But when you bring it down to the cruel realities of the real yeah. world, you know, this fucking sucks, yeah. actually. This is why Jez, our boy Jez, and our guy Bernie, this is why he That's lost. Right. That's exactly right. It was because the rats, because yeah. there's too many fucking rats out here on Twitter telling me and Daniel McDade that we're bad. Daniel, Dio, that he's bad. Dio is bad. I've never been told that. Dio I, is, I'm universally Dio beloved. Dio is the beast. They need to wise up because you're a bad egg. <laughs> People are going to wise up, yeah. Yeah. So then, then... Okay. Oh, yeah. There's a bunch of stuff with Idris Elba. Mm. Like, there's a there's a cool moment where he runs out of all of his cool weapons. Run out, hang on, hang on, hang on. I run out, I run out my bloody weapons, and I. <laughs> I got no weapons left. That's a. I felt like that was fun. Yeah. Like, because he was. I like that. Yeah, cool yeah. Like, his, yeah. At some point, he's gonna yeah. Run his out weapon shit was cool. It was well done. It was. It was. Fun. Yeah. yeah. Even though he's slaughtering yeah. Latinos over and over, I felt at that it, point they're star people. Way. I'm down. Yeah. 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 Um, and then then we see his daughter watching back home. Because remember, he had a daughter who was a loser. Yeah, somehow it, this is world news now. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I think it would be pretty big world news if there was a big giant starfish demolishing a city. We got a kaiju, folks. Oh. So, yeah, oh, the guy I hate, hated that guy. Oh, awful, awful. <laughs> I hated that guy. I hated that guy, that character. Um, that no- yeah, Idris Steve Elba con- convinces yeah, Polka Dot he- Man that the star is his mom. Oh as yeah, well. that's bad. That's bad news, man. Really bad. So, <clears throat> so on the news, on the news, his daughter is like, "That's my dad. He's good." <laughs> and then they oh, hang on they a second. In that the, bit, uh, is she watching it on her her TV watch? Just her TV. See, she her should be watching TV. on her TV watch. That's how you connect. She should have brought that back. Right. Yeah, she should have been at McDonald's with her friends watching that's it on it. her TV that's watch. Right. Yeah. Um, but no, but we see we see the chick who well, he didn't remember his name was Soul. I don't remember if that's her yeah. actual name, but we see her after she has just gunned down <laughs> a bunch of you know the the military people. We see her say that for the first time in ninety years, Cordo Maltese has had free and fair elections. <laughs> what? <laughs> that is such a very that is such a specific phrase in yeah. the in the. We, war on on basically any left influence on, in south america yeah the free and fair election like that's what uh and you know we, hey listen we encourage the protest of for free and fair elections you mm-hmm. know it's whatever they say about venezuela bolivia any place where they get any 
government that threatens the American empire, suddenly free and fair elections becomes Essential. Our, our main, yeah, our main concern. And by the way, Panama, which I'm going to get to in a second, because <laughs> we're, we're running out of time, but I need to talk about Panama. So yeah, after she slaughtered her main opposition <laughs> with a machine gun, she goes on news to trumpet free and fair elections. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is to me, the biggest sort of, Dog indicator that this is not yeah. anti-imperialism yeah. it's not anti-imperialism to have troops sent in kill all the opposition and then install a regime that is friendly to the 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 fucking paramilitary force and they are the ones running the free and fair elections that is not anti-imperialism that is actual regular real world imperialism that's what we practice all on the global south so anybody who said this is an anti-imperialist movie go fuck yourself it's not and that's the end of the movie. Um, oh, and then we see that actually Peacemaker didn't die. He's alive. And we're going to get a whole Peacemaker show. And and technically what he wanted actually, like, what I was going to say before was that uh, Idris oh, Elba right. is like, yeah, sorry, uh, yeah we're actually going to keep the secret, but we're going to use it as leverage. For what? For their, like, for their, their freedom. freedom. Or for, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. For their own that's personal. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> because the, the politics of the personal is more important than any kind of collective good. Yeah, that's that's. It correct. doesn't matter that it would actually be really good if people knew about these atrocities that the U.S. was committing against the Cordo Maltesian people. I know they're fictional people, but it doesn't matter. What matters more is that the Panama Papers never get out. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like if if all that shit, if if the Snowdens and if if you know if uh, Chelsea Manning what would have really made her a hero is if she leveraged that that information to maybe yeah. yeah to get out of the war and fund her her you know yeah. transition like maybe that would have been actually the true heroism not being an actual whistleblower not speaking out against the no, establishment that'll get you killed that'll get you rig flagged yeah <laughs> yeah that's what happens to to actual motherfuckers so that's the movie. Um, yeah. I hated it. I didn't yeah. like it. I, and it, I, even if it wasn't poorly paced, what I would have hated about it, w- like the the politics made it so unwatchable mm-hmm. for me. Because mm-hmm. I can't I can't watch it with with my worldview and like re- the same way we we did that for like Wonder Woman eighty four. It's the same fucking yeah. thing. <laughs> it's a, it's the same like anti like Latin American socialist message. Damn. Wonder Woman 84 was incredibly, like, anti-Latin American and also anti, like, very Islamophobic, I mean. Was it? Like. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, they, they, this mm-hmm. one. This one really centered their hate on, on Latin America. Yeah, this one was, like, un, uninterrupted. It's really fucked up uh, that Maduro doesn't g- just give up the oil. You know what I mean? That would be great if he did mm-hmm. that. <laughs> so well, what about Panama? You, you insist you need to talk about Panama. Right. So uh, this movie was filmed partially in you know the regular places atlanta where they get the grants to do it on sound stages and um but a lot of it especially at the end was filmed in panama interesting and um i don't know if you know much about the uh the i don't know about like our listeners or whoever but the there was a the u.s has been to panama before not to shoot movies to to shoot panamanians Mm -hmm. Um, and I was looking at some of the stuff about how they filmed and specifically the city Cologne, 
Production designer Beth Mickle says Cologne was chosen because it actually looked like a bomb had gone off and the townsfolk just walked away from crumbling buildings. But under the dirt and debris, there were these really vibrant colors. Like there was really good production value that it looked like this place had been bombed out. And I contrast that against this quote from an article about Operation Just Cause where the U.S. had instilled a ruthless dictator, uh, Manuel Noriega, who was a drug lord, who was a bad person, but he was trained by the CIA. He was like Saddam Hussein. He was an asset, right? And he, the only reason the U.S. decided to bring him down was for two reasons. One, he started giving intel to, to Cubans and to, to Gaddafi, like to other uh, com, to communist states, because he was playing both sides of the fence. Two was because... Um, we hadn't had any military conflict since like Vietnam, nothing serious. They were bored. They were they were Yeah, they were bored. It was operation just cause <laughs> operation just cause <laughs> just because. Yeah, no, but they were literally coming up with different names for this, this op- like different operations. Like they, they were drawing up different plans on things they could do. And then when this became a reason why they changed the operation just cause I think Colin Powell did. Because he said anytime they would criticize it, anybody who would talk about it would have to say it's Operation Just Cause. Like, we're supposed to be there. It's a mm-hmm. good thing we're doing. So so just like a rhetorical device. But here's a, here's a segment from, from the article that I read about this. A strike force of some 30,000 American soldiers invaded the small Central American nation of Panama. They arrived just before Christmas. Before they left in mid-January, as many as 3,500 Panamanians were dead. The capital city was so demolished that locals compared one neighborhood to Hiroshima. So if Beth Mickle wonders why it looks like a bomb had gone off and there were all these beautiful colors covered in debris, it's because literally one had. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. uh, By all accounts, the assault the people of Panama endured in the early morning of December 20th, 1989 was a blitzkrieg. And the American military, always thrilled to try out new toys, was ecstatic to exploit some important new capabilities, both technological and bureaucratic. Decades of Cold War belligerents had delivered a slew of newfangled weapons to American arsenals, something one American general was happy to admit, noting, quote, We are mesmerized with firepower. We have all these new gadgets, laser-guided missiles, and stealth fighters, and we are just dying to use that stuff. So we needed a reason to test out these new weapons of death. We didn't have a conflict because Americans were so bummed out about Vietnam that we didn't have any reason to use this shit until Noriega started giving intel to Cubans and and, uh, Libyans. And then they said, you know, he was wrapped up in the Iran-Contra shit. So then they said, all right, well, let's get this motherfucker the fuck out of there. We'll just say it was because he was a drug trafficker, which, you know, he was. He was getting his beak wet, you know? Yeah, that, that's the that's the advantage of having assets that you have already compromised. It's you can use any excuse to take them out. Right. Like he literally went to the school that they that they that uh, Washington had used to like sort of train these kind of people that was run by John Kelly, like the uh, um, whatchamacallit, the the Trump chief of staff, like the, mm, the one mm-hmm. military general who were like, Oh, thank God John Kelly's in there. The adult in the room. Yeah. The guy you know who I mean? would, uh, face palm occasionally when Trump, uh, pooped his pants on stage or something. Yeah. So that guy ran the school that 
Noriega was brought, like it was a prep school for death squads. They called it. Was Kelly the guy who um, was known as Mad Dog? No, that's no, Mattis. that was Mad Dog Mattis. Right. Yeah, and Big Dog. That's um, Dan McDade. That's Dan McDade. You better forget that. Yeah, Big Dog is Dan McDade. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no one ever no. questioned that. Oh, and also part of that thing with the Panama cities is a lot of them were just built with like wood structures, so they burned very fast. That's why so many people died. Like the the three thousand five hundred estimate of dead Panamanians, that was a estimate, and but they were just slaughtering people, like it. It was it was crazy, and there's like footage of of them doing it, and there's like you know a lot of cameras because they were they wanted to get cool footage, you know what I mean? Like they had to get the footy, and a lot of one of the things that really stuck out to me was because they went during Christmas. One of the like Humvees that was like uh that had like camo paint job mm-hmm. on it. One of the Humvees that looked like the ship Batman drives in in the Dark Knight. Uh, it had Happy Holly, uh, Happy Merry Christmas written on the side of it which reminded me so much of the lettering on the back of Harley Quinn's jacket that said, you know, uh, live free or die yeah, clown. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, just the like cynicism, the, yeah. the jokes. Yeah. Of, and, and a kind uh, of smugness. That usually involve uh, these death squads, like yeah. the complete uh, dehumanization of the targets that yeah. allows you to make jokes. Yeah. So uh, that was part, but you know, I don't want you to think that James Gunn, didn't factor in his love of the Panamanian people, not their history, not what actually happened there. He had some tweets where he said, special shout out to all my friends in Panama who helped us make the suicide squad. Something special here with, uh, you know, Al Alice Braga and the whole slew of wonderful Cordo Maltese background actors who are the ultimate warriors standing out in the heat for hours on end. So not only did they have these like extras just fucking miserably standing around like where they retell like this weird science fiction, comedy about their people being slaughtered by the hundreds in the shadow in the wake of the actual Mm -hmm. place where thousands of them were actually murdered by americans because because a a a film scout like a location scout was like yeah this feels very very uh authentic yeah another tweet from james gunn was panama city panama thank you so much for welcoming welcoming our suicide squad family uh into your city the only thing better than your food is your people. Hashtag Panama. Hashtag Panama. Heart, heart, heart. And there's like a bunch of pictures with him soy facing <laughs> with like fucking third world kids that are just like happy to be there. You know, probably got some empanadas for the day. Um. So, yeah, that was the I just it's impossible to not talk about the weird symmetry that the U.S. had. run. You know, I, I think the movie would theoretically comment on it. But it, it doesn't do a very good job because it really, like I said, it really centers the idea that, yeah, if okay, if it was John Cena, peacemaker, white, straight, cis male going in there and doing this, granted, that would be bad. You know, even one with a heart like Rick Flagg, you know, that would be bad. They would probably end up being like the thinker and raping the people or mm-hmm. whatever. But when you have at the end, white woman, black man, Portuguese woman, and they are the three like noble heroes it's like how they have those cia commercials where it's like you know are you a bisexual who has an interest in uh overthrowing foreign governments yeah, yeah. apply here it's it's the like intersectional kind of uh brigade of of people who yeah. are continuing american imperialism right 
And uh, that's Suicide Squad for me. What do you you guys have any other thoughts that you want to wrap up? I don't with? I don't want to I don't want to follow up your Panama bit with any <laughs> like attempts <laughs> at a at a deep thought here. I feel like that sums it up pretty well. Yeah, and I also want to say I've done no research at all. None. Like, no. <laughs> you've brought you've brought your disgust. Oh yeah, I hope I have brought that. I hope that's, that's all I across. wanted, baby. Yeah. yeah. You you did like it yeah, either, did you, Daniel? You thought it was pish. Right? <laughs> Dan was like, uh, I gave it a yeah. great review. For the record, I didn't <laughs> Look like at my it. letterbox. Yeah. I, I, I made a very, very angry meme about it. <laughs> What'd you make? I made that, like, uh, audiences are loving uh, oh, yeah. American that imperialism was in Latin America. Yeah. That was, was funny like, because yeah. you put that out and then two days later it bombed. So it One didn't... of them photoshopped. Somebody was like, oh, that would be a nice cover for a Max Flintayo episode. Oh, did it? They, yeah, they said that. I was like, uh, yeah, I, I hired the same guy to do it. <laughs> um, the movie did, did bomb, did so bomb. it's pretty... Yeah. Thankfully. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think that's wonderful. Yeah. That's, well, what's funny bad. is now you got these people that are like very anxious to make it like not bomb because it's it was like on the heels of the... It's the kind of shit that they like, yeah. you know? Like it's the kind of happy horse shit that they're Maybe like, this will lead so. to a, to an Ayer cut. Oh, also one other point about it is I did read like the first couple issues of the suicide, like Ostrander mm-hmm. comic, because I like, look, I'm going to be honest with you. The art has always kind of bored me on those things. Um, I would love to like want to look at that stuff, but yeah. I just don't. Um, and when I was looking at it, it, like at least tonally it is so much more serious and it is so much more like what i would actually like to read like like if also the stuff i was looking at was just like you know the the recolored stuff and i, I bet it looks better on newsprint but like in theory i would want to read that stuff and i think we may have to do what for later for the show daniel yeah i think if it would be do, fair if to we do the... a to actual Suicide Squad fans to give the material a shake. And I, you know, from what I've looked at it, it looks pretty good. It looks pretty cool. I've read like two issues of it and I'm like, oh yeah, it's pretty sweet. Maybe um, we can get uh, so like, Michelle Fife on it. <laughs> yeah, not I Dan. love that. Not, not, not um, that. Nah. Well, what, what's funny is it's like circling back to my first point, which is like, uh, like the childishness of the... Uh, the infantilization of, like the, the, of mature content it's it's not that in the comic and part of me makes it feel like they felt like they had to do that because otherwise you couldn't have a guy in a yellow shirt you mm. know what i mean like that would be too that but that's, would, a, look that's serious, the james but... gunn brand at that point yeah yeah anyways i don't want to i don't want to I, th- I think you're right i think we should have nailed it after the painless <laughs> bit um now we're just dragging the yeah, shit on. Yeah, let's. Uh, so uh, we 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 gonna wrap it up. We can we can either talk to Dan or ask yeah. him. Dan, uh, where can people find you? Uh, I am on Twitter, but you shouldn't check me on Twitter because my Twitter is awful. Um, and I'm on Instagram, so I'm Instagram.com forward slash. Do any of you guys have a website these days? No, no. Me no. <laughs> like every single time we yeah. say this, we say the same thing, and it's just check Twitter. Where yeah. can they get your book, though? Oh, my book is uh, yeah. danmcday.bigcartel.com. If that doesn't work, simply go to Google, type in big dog, and it will take you. Yeah. <laughs> just type big dog, no dot com or anything. You don't even need to worry about it. Yeah, big dog, or McDay, if you just baby. sit in your room and you want to see some of my work, just say big dog out loud, and some shit will appear mm-hmm. right in front of your your beautiful eyes. 
the dog pound. Hey, listen, the dog pound. They're active. For real. Okay? <laughs> the dog pound. They're getting Dega. I guarantee for that. For real. For real. Is it Dega it's or Dega? Dega. Dega. Okay. Yeah. It's uh. It's the word age. You gotta be careful. That's very close to an Italian. Oh, I, I I know that. <laughs> it's yeah. <laughs> it's not on purpose. Good, good thing I don't know. I don't know any of it. So I don't even know the word. Anyways. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Uh, Daniel, uh, uh, Dan, thanks for being on the show. Nah, we really appreciate so it. Uh, I feel like I feel like my career is probably over. But at I'm, this point, yes. I'll edit yeah. out some of the. I'll edit out some of the I more inflammatory yeah. stuff. Yeah, I promise. We're keeping regular um, Hitler. Oh, you've got to keep regular Hitler. Regular Hitler has so to stay. That would be too hard yeah. to edit around. You should, probably, you should probably call the episode but, uh, regular Hitler, but I don't know. <laughs> That's up to you guys. <laughs> or like, like basic well, Hitler. I, I, was thinking so- I, think, I was thinking about Soy Aside Squad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, right. That's pretty good. That That's pretty good. Yeah, um, yeah. Ramon, uh, do you want to plug the Patreon at some point? Yeah. Uh, so our Patreon is bumping. I'm actually getting a little worried. I might have to draw the second issue of Wildcats. We're getting close. <laughs> We're getting close to you putting in We're work getting... that you can't even promise. Dangerously close to me having to draw something else, but that's fine. <laughs> that's okay. I don't care. I'm not worried about it. Um, but yeah, no. So, uh, follow us on Flentayo on Twitter. Um, and then on Patreon, patreon.com slash um we're we're getting more regular about these uh bonus episodes and we're also getting more regular about like t- one week off two episodes i feel like that's not yeah. bad you know um but then yeah like obviously what happens is we start doing this and then i i end up researching panama for like days like i know too much about the panama canal <laughs> right now but but anyways follow us there thank you so much for listening and uh, take it away, Filbert. I'll do it for a large amount. People just remember to pay in cash. What's the number of the body count you want? Well, don't be too afraid to ask. It's the only way to get what you need to feed your new disease. Whether it be booze or drug abuse, just as long as you dress Oh, girl.